Hey, welcome to the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. This uh, podcast, we're going to kick it off with a vet shout-out. I want to give this vet shout-out to a very uh, very good friend of mine, Mr. Paul Serrata. We uh, we had the pleasure to meet him. Uh, hell, I think uh, a couple months back, he lives around here relatively close. but He hunts around here. Oh, he hunts around here. And just one of the greatest human beings I've ever met. I wish him and Gene Miller would meet. I bet you they have. It's it's a it's a joke in between them because I try to introduce them every time I meet them. They're like, dude, we know each other. We oh. got to vet functions together. So, um, but Paul is uh, we met Paul down at Deer and Beer Fest, and he's been one of the coolest dudes we've ever met. So, uh, big Paul, supporter, you know, a big big supporter. Paul, thank you for your service to this country. Uh, it means a lot to us, and it also means a lot that uh, that you would want to take any kind of time out of your day to try to support us too. Hang out, hang out, firefighter, also hang out, yeah. Yeah, and he knows his way around big deer. He does for sure. He does. He's a he's a great cat. I can't wait till uh, the bars open up uh, fully so that I can get a drink by his wife, and she promised to get us drunk. So we're gonna have to take him up on that. Nice, that's fair. That's fair. He got to uh, hang out with us when Mark Jury just popped out of nowhere, (laughs) and I know afterwards he's like, Mm -hmm. after Mark had left, he's like, "Holy shit, that was Mark Jury." I'm like, "Yeah, pretty cool, huh?" He's like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I heard Mark was looking for me. I'm like, dude, he's not upstairs there. It's like, no, no, yeah, he is. Yeah, Paul Ooh. ran to go get you. <laughs> yeah, he's like, dude, you got to come up here. This is, he's like, this is one of the coolest things. Mark's like right there. I've, I've loved that guy. I'm like, oh, God, he really is up there, isn't he? <laughs> but, uh, but anywho. Thanks for your service, Paul. Thank, thank you, you for your service, Paul, and thanks for supporting us. Guys, if you do have a veteran shout-out, go to workingclassbowhunter.com under the contact tab. There is a vet shout-out. We love our vets. We'll shout them out. Um there it easy, is. Easy, easy as that. Send a name pronunciation too, because I uh, I can't read. Well, yeah, help us. Thank you. The podcast is presented by HHA Sports, and you can save yourself some coin on quality American-made, veteran-supported companies with code WCB15. And we have two HHA products on the studio table. The one being the Virtus Rest, um, which. Let me see that box. Yep, all the Bone Collector boys are shooting those. Yeah, which is super cool. T-Bone did a nice um, little uh, video about that. So yep. this is the Virtus, and so they they have. if you get the box, you buy the Virtus, and I'm sure this is all on the website, but I want to read this quick. It's their drop-away rest. It's highly, highly recommended. It's badass, and it's all a lifetime guarantee. So if something happens to it, you're good. Buy once, cry once. Remember that. Um, Y22, it says on the side of the box. Every day in America, 22 veterans take their own lives. To raise awareness of this issue, 2.2% of the profits from the sales of the Virtus Rest will go to the Operation HHA USA program, actively involving veterans in the sport of archery and hunting. Yeah, so. And we also got a, a Tetra on the uh, um, table here, which actually I'm going to shoot. Uh, I shot one for I a little bit too. last year, and, yeah, Kurt's shooting it. Uh, the Tetra is uh, a little bit cheaper than the than, than what the Kingpin was, and we all love the Kingpin. But we, uh, I've been running this Tetra; everything everything's great about it. So the new dial. So if you're wearing gloves late season, you know it's got it's not like that. You know, little uh, little check. I, I don't know. It's what not the, smooth. It's, it, got, it's not smooth. It's got some finger grips on it. Yeah, Dude, it's a. They're thinking about the hunter ergonomics of it, mm-hmm. and then the Tetra Max is available. Um, so depending on what you need out of your site, the the main difference is the Tetra Max offers. Um, the interchangeable wheel. Interchangeable uh, sight tapes, sight wheels. Yep. So if you're a guy who shoots target arrows in the summer and you're hunting arrows in the fall, you can have a sight tape sighted in for each arrow, and all you got to do is switch the wheels, and you're good. Made you in America, to, too. You to go. Yeah. What else do you want? Come on. Uh, the podcast also 
brought to you by Scent Crusher, ScentCrusher.com. We do not have a promo code for them, but we do have some things coming down the line with Scent Crusher that we're excited about. Uh, but the gear bag is probably the number one tool in our arsenal for scent control with Scent Crusher. Sure. So um, check it out, Scent Crusher. Steve, what's next? What's next? Oh, I think we're going to go with thermoseat just because uh, I'm looking at all these thermoseats. I, uh, I'm sitting on sitting one of them. You guys are sitting on them, dude. Thermoseat is a great American-made company. Since we were talking about American-made products, you guys go back and listen to a couple of ATA podcasts that we did with Joey. Those guys, it's a, it's a true American story about starting from the bottom, ending up somewhere. Everybody knows about thermoseats. They're great products. Absolutely will kill it this year for you. So if you got a cold butt, get you a thermoseat. Have a warm, warm butt. Uh, podcast also... Brought to you by Victory Archery. I think we're all shooting the RIP TKOs this year. Yes, um, sir. Super thankful. They We did some giveaways at the shoot um, with Victory Arrows. Uh, also, Gator Outdoors. All the beers that we're drinking on this podcast are brought to you by Gator Outdoors because they're all sleeved up with some Gator Outdoors koozies. Um, outfitting the working class. Um, I consider the new uprising brand and lifestyle hunting apparel. And really, you can go to GatorOutdoors.com and buy all your favorite hunting gear there. Um, good people behind that brand straight out of Iowa, not far from here. And I mean, how can you go wrong? Check them out. Gator outdoors. Uh, also lead archery. We are all shooting. Well, I'm shooting the cure. Eric shooting the cure. Doug shooting the cure. Yep, Steve's yep. rocking the ember. This I'm running year. the ember, dude. I'm running the, uh, I'm running the working man special. So in combination with the Tetra, I'm running the ember. Uh, dude, I, I shot it at Iowa and that's the working man's bow. You know, everyone's like, oh, dude, you can well, go on. Sorry, Steve, but you can go to leadarchery.com if you want to buy it. Code WCB. Ooh. Working class 15 still works, but why use that when you use code WCB? It's 20% off. You can walk out with that bow for $400. Brand yeah. new. Brand spanking new. That's pretty balling. Right off the lot. We will upload right some pictures and videos of me uh, getting my bow set up by our good buddy Ross. And this thing, this thing's going to be a killer, so... You know, coronavirus hit everybody. You know, well, a little money wasn't really hands, coming maybe. in. No, no. Mm, I mean, in someone else's <laughs> more well-equipped hands. But yeah, you're strong. You know, higher, higher potential elsewhere. <laughs> exactly. Times are tough. Now you need a new bow. This is this is the great bow for the money. Go ahead and check it out at EliteArchery.com. Big time. If you're going to plant mm. some food plots, uh, mm. WCB 2020 save 20 percent on big time food plot seed. Um, they are now available in Cabela's and Bass Pro Shops. Huge deal yeah, there. Congratulations, big. guys. On we're going to see what, uh, what the bucks are looking like this time of year, in Ooh. Iowa at least. Can't do it in Illinois. It's got to broadcast some seed and run it over with a piece of piece of shit chain leak fence and hope, <laughs> <laughs> hope for the best. Hope to that. fuck you got some shit growing <laughs> with a chain. If you know someone who works for a Little League, uh, you know, Little League department, you can grab that chain thing in the back. You know, it looks like yeah. that. Yeah. What the fuck is this shit mat? They are the working class company, man. They get, they make seed with mm-hmm. us in mind. So the wage brains can do it. We can all do it. Um, Old Barn Taxidermy. Super thankful for Old Barn. Um, I'm the only guy who went to Old Barn <laughs> this year. <laughs> yeah. You are. How many animals did you take? You took, a, times. Yeah. you took enough for all of us, so fuck <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, what was our contract? <laughs> I'll use all of it, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Last season, that 2019 season was wrapped up. Good for you. Congratulations. <laughs> I hope they do good work for you. <laughs> they don't even know who I am. Yeah. <laughs> I'll let you guys know that guy. <laughs> they just know me from yeah. working class. It's, it's like, wait, there's more of you? <laughs> Apparently, he's got a crew. I don't fucking know. That's what, that's what I've never seen none of them dipshits in here. <laughs> that's what they're doing. Like, I don't know. He's the only dude in the crew who's got a tattoo. What up? <laughs> what? What? No, I got to. What? 
Ooh. Oh, flexed on us. Yeah, oh, he just flexed man. hard. Yeah, that man, that went right over my head, man. That's that's a new. That's huh? new. Mm. Flexing, huh? Huh? Dude, I've never <laughs> seen hey, a guy flex an elbow what? before. Oh, what? Oh, there you go. <laughs> new boot goofing. New tattoo goofing. <laughs> Three easy payments. Anyway, let's get on to the episode. Let's, let's do, do it. it. I'm Chase Rolson with Rubline Marketing. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey, everybody. It's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey, guys. This is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Burton from Bone Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Buckman. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Working Class Bow Hunter Podcast. Working Class Bow Hunter Podcast. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter. You're listening to the Working Class Bow Hunter. That's right. This is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunchbucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. Nobody pushes the envelope like Working Class Bow Hunter. Hey, this is Jules McQueen, and you are listening to the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. It's really, really not that good. Good, 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 it's time for another splendid episode of the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. We are right here at 30 Rackway, beautiful New Windsor, Illinois. And this is such a great episode because uh, I'm with all the boys, right? Yeah. And I'm hanging out, and I've dropped all the quarantine weight, so uh, I just want to mm-hmm. flex for everybody. I, I didn't need to add that, but I did. Yeah, no uh, one cares. No, okay. You, are you going to have a little bit of ring rust? <laughs> I, I don't think I got ring rust at all, man. I'm, uh, I think I'm going right back in it. What do you guys think? Well, time will tell. Well, the fact that I had to ask lets you know that I do have ring rust. But uh, in the studio today is Doug. Yep. Eric. What up? What'd I do? I know you're No, <laughs> See, I was, I, was, I was trying to mix up the order, right? Kurt. Hey, guys. All right, fine. But welcome. we do have a... Hey, you know what? Wait, Kurt here? Kurt, hey, Kurt hey. is at his house. Hey, welcome. Dude, hey. One of these days, it's hey. like, dude, where the hell is Kurt? We're at his house. He's not here. Hey, thanks for tuning in. Hey, no, no problem. Uh in the studio today is, uh, is a very good friend of mine. He was, uh, well, I say that now because we're Snapchat friends, but uh, we got Billy C. from Wildest Dreams TV. Billy? What up? How you doing? Billy in the white tee. How do you? Good. Uh, Thanks for coming to the studio, brother. Absolutely, man. We've been talking about, so you were on a podcast when we were at the Rubline office. And we may or may not have been blasted. Extremely hammered. <laughs> like <laughs> us? Extremely is us? an understatement. No. We don't, do, we don't do that. Well, you no. guys are fine. I think I might have been the one with the problem. But we were talking about doing a like legit, like let's get you in for a podcast, and with everything with scheduling, and we're all busy, but we finally made it happen. Finally. Wait. I wanted to let you get into this new setting just so I could experience it. Hey, okay. you let the studio get finished. So smart. We, let it marinate a we little bit. rushed to finish the studio for Chase's podcast. There and then, go. so good move. You know, just wait a little bit. You know, he let the big bucks get comfortable, and now he's going in for the kill. It was strategy. Yeah, it was all strategy. <laughs> that hey. dude played us. Listen, wicked smart. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> so, thank this you for coming guy. to the studio, man. It's always it's always a lot better. I feel when the guest is actually here. Phone interviews work great. This is better. Oh, dude, I love Way I love better. listening to any podcast where the people are actually in on it, man. Mm-hmm. It, just, it makes you, that big you a get difference. rid of that echo, and it just. You know, it's a better feel. Right, 100%. So thank you for making the drive. Couple-hour drive, three-hour drive? Three and a half. Oh, three okay. Three and a half hours, yeah. Awesome, dude. We'll appreciate it. A lot of, a lot of miles that I'm going to be doing in the next 
12 hours, three and a half hours here, three that's and a half big, hours so back. That's, that's a big great, rigging. That's a great transition. So for people who don't know who you are, explain who you are, what you do, and maybe talk about what you do for a living because that applies here. Um, you know, just, just kind of the working class lifestyle, I guess. Um, started working for my cousin, actually. he uh, He's a, my married-in cousin and went to high school together, graduated together, mm-hmm. and he started a towing business and then needed some help on the transport side. So back and forth, back and forth, long story short, I went through a series of jobs and then boom, landed with him. And mm-hmm. now I run semis and flatbeds and stuff like that for a living. Very doing cool. Doing transport work. I'm getting to be home every night. And, uh, so I you're really, one of the guys like podcasts are part of your game of like, you, that's content you consume, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing, from being on the road and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yep, just hook up and go. I mean, just a lot of windshield time, you know, moving big iron, that kind of stuff. It's a lot of fun. Kick ass. Kick ass. So that's cool. I like starting with that because I'm sure a lot of message, mostly emails that we get are like long-haul truckers, like guys that are like over on the, the, road, over the road, like hustling, just doing that, and like we're there since a hunting camp on the road, which is badass. I love that those guys reach out. Big shout out to all the truckers. Anything you guys do, like big, big shout out. Um, but who are you? Like, wh- where are you from? What do you do? Give us some background. I was uh, born and raised a uh, small town in Nevada, Iowa, just outside of uh, just outside of Ames. Really didn't uh, grow up bow hunting. My my family background came from shotgun hunters. There was a lot of the pushing going on and stuff yeah. like oh, that. Yeah. That's how I was raised. And it's kind it, of like a classic way. Yeah, you know? and I think that's man, how a lot of Iowa was. That's yeah, how you started, didn't it? Yeah, that's yeah. How, I think that's yeah. how a lot of people started. And I just it was fun for a minute, and the challenge went away, I guess, so to speak. And I'm not knocking anybody that does it. I'm, yeah, I'm really not. I think everybody can get get what you're saying. Oh, yeah. Yep, and it just you know it got. You know, people start arguing certain groups mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I just kind of got sick of it, you yeah. know, and people started wanting a higher, larger class. You know, you saw that transition come from if it moves, it dies yeah. to I want to set this goal for myself. And mm-hmm. that's, you know, my parents went through a divorce in 2000, I think it was. And uh, anyways, not one of my mom's boyfriends, one of her coworkers along the way uh, had suggested getting me involved in, in bow hunting. And that's where it all came to light. He gave me an old bear super magnum forty four or something. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like five different arrow lengths and God yeah. only knows what I had for fletchings and broadheads, you know. Twelve just, pins yeah. on it. I didn't know shit about you know, I didn't know shit about bow hunting and I shot a shot a button buck was my first first deer with a bow and man that's I, was, awesome. I was hooked from there and do you still talk to that guy no i don't oh, man. i didn't i didn't i think she still works with him but i don't really talk to him much i never i was never actually the one talking to him oh right very right. much it's just it well, was, he's got to be like holy shit what did i roll this into you yeah know? It's, i i would love to kept figure out how to reach out to him now and just be like you know this is the addiction you started do it dude. Yeah, like say cool. thank you say thank you yeah, yeah i think I you mean, should i think that'd be pretty cool just send him this link to just send, send him yeah. the bear bow back yeah <laughs> I mean, hey, thanks, it was it was crazy, you know how it all came about. But you know, and I just, you know, I'm a father, that kind of stuff. And yeah, yeah. That that's been my newest, I guess, transition is is getting those kids involved. Yeah, that's yeah, that's absolutely. been huge for me. Hannah just turned ten in May. She killed a bigger buck than I have in the last three years. <laughs> <laughs> but that's cool. That's probably, that's probably okay though with you. Oh, dude, there. I've killed some phenomenal de- deer. I mean, I've. I, I still have yet to, you know, cash in my booner, my net booner. But, yeah, you know, I've been very fortunate to hunt the ground. I've been able to hunt and take the deer I've been able to take. And mm-hmm. she killed a, a gross 160 
no kidding. last year you know with the 350 legend from alex pro and that that tops everything that's awesome oh, and she made sure to rub it in i mean it was oh, yeah. I killed a bigger well, yeah. I killed a bigger she probably still gives you shit about it don't she oh yes oh yeah to for this sure. to this that's day, all right though i killed a bigger buck than you it's like walking on to like, it good. i'm good? glad you did yeah <laughs> yeah i'm it's gonna like, take but, away your phone you little <laughs> shit <laughs> yeah, <I> mean, <laughs> it really was incredible like and you know and i'll transition there into talking about what she used to kill that deer yeah you know as as a youth hunter like i started her on a muzzle loader Mm-hmm. You're from Illinois, but you guys from Iowa, mm-hmm. they legalized like the 450 Bushmaster, the pistol cartridges. Oh, yeah. I was like severely against that when they brought that into legislation. Like I thought it was the dumbest thing I'd ever heard. Yeah. And that was me being narrow-minded, not liking adjusting to change. Mm-hmm. Right. When they brought out that 350 Legend, I mean, you're talking I don't have to clean a muzzle loader anymore. You're talking repetitive shots, low recoil, and the guys from Alex Pro Firearms hooked us up with a, a 350 Legend Hunter, 20-inch barrel with a muzzle brake, and I sighted that thing in with 180 grain soft points, and she shot. I mean, she shot it one time at 50 yards, yeah. hit the bullseye, and she killed her buck at 159. <laughs> no oh, kidding. She shot, she shot the first time and missed, clean miss, and he literally it was the strangest thing I've ever seen. Spins a 180 and. I said, Where, where'd you hold? I held right on him. And I said, put it right on his spine, right behind the shoulder, and shoot again. Mm-hmm. Boom, took his heart out. He went f- literally five yards. He didn't, he <laughs> nice. didn't know what hit him. She separated, up. she separated his heart. He ran five or ten yards and literally stuck. You know, he did that whole look around like what happened. And yeah. it was like, oh, boy, I'm kind of tired. No kidding. <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling sleepy. Get, get, yeah. get, get the wobbles. Balls. Yeah, he took a, took a permanent nap. His, like, you know, their butt starts to yeah. You know, oh, yeah. uh-huh. do whatever. And I was like, oh. <gasps> Dude, no I was kidding. Like crying. You, you knew right away. I was on Snapchat, dude. I was. Oh my god, we were running across that field. I still have it. That did awesome, you, but man. did you get the the kill shot on film? No, that oh. was. And you know, a lot of people ask me that, like, well, why didn't you film it? Why didn't you film it? Well, long story short, I was supposed to have a cameraman that night, and he backed out. And there's oh. just certain situations yeah. where you can't always get that. You, know, right. you can't always get the shot. You know and, what? Too, and you lived it more than you. You know what I mean? It would be cool to have the video, but like you, you were experienced in the moment. it. Oh, oh dude, yeah. that yeah. I mean, kick rocks on the footage, and and yeah. I'm saying that as a show owner, like kick rocks on the footage. That was my daughter's biggest deer. Yeah. That's awesome. That man. She may ever shoot. I mean, how well, many? Let's talk about. And I'm not trying to get off like your daughter's hunt at all. Like I, I think I still want to talk about that, but we haven't talked about wildest dreams TV, and that's. Part, part yeah. of the intro of that I wanted to get to before we get too deep into this. Like, we're in like a Tarantino film where we're showing the middle of the movie and then the end. Now we're going to go back. <laughs> right. Like I wanted that to be a part of the – and it will be. Um, but that's why people are asking you, did you film it? Did you film it yep. for your show? Yep. 20, so. 2016, I started, I started Wildest Dreams TV. I was hunting for another show locally out of Des Moines, and it just wasn't working out. And I just kind of thought, you know – I want to give this a go. I think I can. I think I can manage this myself and see yeah. where it goes. And and that's what it, what it turned out to be. Um, I've got a hell of a crew that that has stood behind me. There's been some guys, you know, come and go, but I wouldn't trade it for the world. It's it's been a it's been a transition. It's been a huge learning experience. It's been an adventure, I bet. Oh, dude, you find out who your friends are in a hurry. Yeah, <laughs> sure. yeah, sure. I can imagine. So it's. Uh, that's the thing with like starting projects. It's like there's the worry for me because I started out on like similar situation. I started out on like a, a like a low budget like film project. Yep. And I learned quick that I'm like, man, is this gonna suck the fun out of this? Mm-hmm. And like the it, the business side can quickly if you let it. And yep. it, it you have to learn how not to let it. Yep. Great. I I kind of approached it with a don't give a fuck attitude. 
to be quite honest. That's a great attitude. Um, it was, it was, either, I love that attitude. It's the best <laughs> attitude. You know, it was, it was either you're going to love me or you hate me. And I've always, I've kind of always had that attitude. Like there is no middle ground. You can either accept me or for who I am or you can fuck off. Right. That's very fair. It's, um, dude, I've been, I've been on a, like a, like a hard, fanboy on yellow wolf lately but i just like i love his music so much but he he's got a um a song he says there's an art form to not giving a fuck learning to not care takes practice there's a book called the subtle art of not giving a fuck and i cannot think of who read uh guy i worked with was telling me about it you know i didn't read that i've not read the book but i've heard of it the subtle art of not giving a fuck because it's it's when any anytime you're putting yourself out there with a media project like Mm -hmm. especially a show when you're on video like that's even more personal than a podcast Mm-hmm. Like the hate on it can be deeper because they're seeing you and all that, but it's hard to not let that stuff bug you when you're yeah. doing it. And then you were so passionate about hunting. It's like, man, is this sucking the fun out of my passion and why I'm doing this? And that's always just a fun side deal to do. And you, know? you, you gotta, you gotta separate not giving a fuck from not caring. So, I mean, obviously you care about how the, yep. how the product looks. And yeah. I kind of want to, that's wanna, a good point. The, yeah. yeah. There's a, there's a fine difference between, yeah. Caring and not giving a fuck. Yeah, and I, and I want to transition into you know wildest dreams TV off off this, but I don't want to make this point. But th- there's there's a difference between you want to care about how the product looks, but you don't give a fuck what anybody thinks as long as you know it's the best product you're putting out. And, and you know, I struggled that with that in the beginning. You know, I was watching. I like a variety of shows. You know, I drew, I grew up with the Drurys and the Waddells, and yeah. then mm-hmm. I started. You know, I went to ATA and I started watching Matt Zinger's stuff and yeah. Tom from become one you know john mulligan stuff like i started watching that kind of stuff i'm like that's artistic shit like yeah that's creative like that's super creative and mm-hmm. i you know I, I balanced for a while like watching you know the Lindsay way and you know i Derek leininger was huge in the beginning like he he was answering all my questions and he was one of the field producers for for jeff and david yeah and that was huge you know having him coaching me if i had any questions he always you know he'd that's me cool. back and he was a he was a big motivator for me, and uh, he he. And said there's a, also an art form in how you approach people like that in order to like he have said, them help you. He said it. a quote that has always stuck with me, um, and I've tried to live by it the best to the best of my ability. He said, "Keep God first, stay humble, and never stop chasing your dream." That's cool. And and when I did that, and I you know I'm not a super religious guy, but you know I've got religious tattoos and shit. You know I don't I don't go to church every day, but and I don't know what you guys' stance is on it, but when I when I kept that mentality, like there's nothing standing in my way when I kept that mentality. Mm-hmm. Like, right. You can be cocky to an extent, but you better be able to back it up, yeah, yeah. so to speak. And sure. I, you know, I struggled in the beginning. Like I said, you know, I had I went out there like I had something to prove. Like, yeah, I'm going to show you that I can do this. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. and that was that was the hard part about finding the balance is you know watching all sorts of different shows and then it's like okay i want to mimic this show uh everybody's doing that i want to mimic this show and finally i just threw my hands in there i was like you know what fuck this i'm just gonna take my fucking computer i'm gonna you know i'm gonna sit down and i'm gonna make an edit and if i like it i like it if i don't i'm gonna delete it yeah and that's kind of where where i landed and you know i've got some videos i mean i didn't i didn't i don't have a budget for a a big money editor or anything like that yeah i was all self-taught i'd never run cameras before i've never been to a camera school that's very cool man. same thing with editing the videos like i've never went to an editing school i just sat down literally and people are probably gonna learn it but it gives it a real feel it's like guys are sitting there watching it they had the same you know hopes and dreams as you and they're like watching it like okay this guy is just like me but now he's putting something else out 
Yeah. And well, that, I, too, and a lot of people that don't have the experience that are listening to you say that are like, yeah. shit, man, I should just go for it too. Yeah. Because I always mm-hmm. thought about that back in the day. Like, I remember when I lived with my dad, we lived back in Port Byron, Illinois. And I remember being like on the fence on like what I want to do. Like, do I, I want to, of course, I got to get a good job to support myself, support my hobby. Honestly, if it wasn't for hunting, I wouldn't have motivation to get a good job. That's hunting is like the one motivating factor <laughs> in my life yep. that like makes me want to do shit. It is. Like, it's the only thing I got. Um, I mean, now I got a lot more, you know, I'm thankful for my wife and family, but you get what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> but I, like, I, I pondered like what I want to do media. I want to work in the industry, some side and at, at some, some side of it. And I remember talking to my dad, like, do I get a loan out and get cameras and just wing it? Like, learn how to work the point systems and start traveling and just go for it. And, you know, my dad's not going to tell me not to do that, right? He's like, I don't fucking do whatever you want. Um, <laughs> but what I, sure, go ahead. But I remember when we first started this podcast, when it was first just Steve and I, like the first handful of episodes, remember I was like, hey, we need to, like, no cussing. We need to kind of be like, <laughs> that was kind of my mindset at first. Yeah. And then. After a couple and thinking about it, I was like, dude, fuck it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that that brilliant fucking moment where you – and that goes back to the, the point I made earlier. Where it's like you care about the product, but you don't give a fuck. And I think it was because we knew that it was like, dude, we're some rowdy fucks. It's way more fun to, to do what you want to <laughs> well, do. Because it's way more fun to be ourselves. Is. Yeah, is what absolutely. It is. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you had – I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Did you have people at first like, hey, you need to do it this way. You need to stay in this lane. Absolutely. Because we did. Like, yep. It was like, hey, you need to act like this. I had been to ATA show before I had a podcast. And to me then it was like wear a collared shirt, tuck your shirt in. Yep. You know, <laughs> and, of course, be respectful to everyone. That's like general rules, you know. But like, Especially on other podcasts. Fit, and, yeah. Like I pulled my gauges out. And like, kind of was like fitting the part of the industry. Here I am. Hi, I'm Curtis. Um, you know. Yeah, fuck that. And, which I get. Like, I can see why I was molded that way. But like, as I grew up, I was like, no one's gonna remember me like that. Like, the, I want to do what I want to do. Yep. The the two, you know, Chase Rolfson was on my ass a lot in the beginning. It was like, you know, you need to you need to figure out what you want mm. as a business model and everything else. He just basically, you know, let it flow. Yeah. You know, and that was. It's good Very, dude to be giving you. Oh, dude! Advice. Chase has been been huge for me. You know, he's he's kind of been almost like a father figure. He just he'll Likewise. crack my ass if I need a you know if yeah. I need straightening out or if I'm doing something great. You know, he's he's provided a lot of great opportunities for yeah. me. And and between him, us too. Between him and Derek, man, I owe a lot to those to those two. I mean, there's been a lots of other people along the way that you know. But when it comes down to the show, aside from the guys that are producing for me, yeah between chase and Derek liners man i owe a lot to those two yeah that's awesome man that is cool and we owe a lot to chase and the family at Rubline. like those are good people and what i've always loved about chase is if he te- he's not scared to tell you if he yeah. don't like what you're doing he's no he's no bullshit and, for sure and people might not know how to deal with that sometimes you know and it might discourage people but you know a dude like that if he's telling you he cares he cares if he don't fucking tell you he don't fucking care about nope. you right. and not that he don't care about you but he just don't have time for what you're doing right <laughs> like it's just he's a no bullshit dude that's why he's good to respect you're in with chase or you're not in with chase nope. and i about shit my pants the first time he called me and I, like i never thought that he would have called me back and you know where i knew we were going to be good is like he knew i owned a harley Oh, yeah. The first time he called me, I'll never forget the first first line, when we ride. And I'm like, excuse me? Like, you know, I was like trying to be all professional. He's like, <laughs> he's like, and I'll never forget this line. He goes, I don't give a fuck about your show. I want to know when we're riding Harleys. <laughs> 
still to this day we have not written and that, is, <laughs> that, that, that is that's but classic. that's chase to a t though because the very first to call when he called him i wonder what other legendary calls chase has put out the first time he's ever talked to somebody he's responsible for a lot of success in the game man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. kind of sure. like that agent yep he's a yeah. he, I mean, Dude, he's they a could do an entourage dude. show about him yeah. Yeah. But we uh, we did talk about the one demographic, you know, the, the, the working class and everybody who has hopes and dreams with the other demographic that I'm sure tunes into your show. You're a good-looking man, Billy C. I don't know about that. but mm, 45-year-old women. Yeah. Good Lord, look at good you. Good Lord. I thought it was 50. <laughs> you, you 50-year-old post, women. You post one freaking video on TikTok, and all of a sudden your inbox is... Now I know how those freaking... Full of thirsty in, in, housewives. Uh, yeah, yeah, no shit. <laughs> I know how some of them Insta girls feel now. Getting all yeah, the DMs slid in. Like, I know you ain't getting catfish. Dude, I can't, like I can't wait. Wait till Billy C's doing a teeth whitening ad on his Instagram. Getting <laughs> <laughs> weight, dude. That's one thing. Like that's one thing. <laughs> I'm selling a toothbrush. Like that's where the game is at too. Like if you know Instagram is like where it's at right now. And I'll be honest with you, dude. I don't have the fucking time to do it like yeah. that's it, that's the shit part everybody's like hey if you're gonna you know nail this like instagram's where it's at now facebook's kind of fading like mm-hmm. you know stories and posts and you know i i know the algorithm and when to post and what to post that kind of stuff the hashtags and all that yeah i literally just don't have the time to sit on instagram oh yeah well it's a lot I forgot. we got pain in the ass we got a present for you so guys you can go uh to wildest dreams TV only fans and uh, type oh in code WCB God. and you get sixty nine percent off. <laughs> <laughs> we went through your phone and we've got all the goodies, boy. It's going to be pictures of Steve. <laughs> yeah, they're going to oh be. God, you don't want that with his shirt off. That's why it's such a severe discount. Like, oh my God. So <laughs> if you want to see with your shirt off, I don't want to get that. before we get off a while of the streams TV. Like, if people are listening, like, oh shit, I want to, I want to listen to, or mm-hmm. you know, check out a show. Where can people find it? How often do you put videos out? Like, give us the skinny on the whole situation. Um, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Um, I don't post a heck of a lot to Instagram. I really don't. That's mm-hmm. one part of my game I really should step up. Try and do my best to Facebook. Um, YouTube is where you're going to find most of the content. Yeah. Um, a lot of the videos, you know, all the guys have stuff on there. You know, that Brandon Whitney's up on the screen right now. That dude's a straight killer. Like <laughs> That deer was a stud. You can you can bet on him to kill a 150 or bigger almost every year. He's okay. just I mean he's got good ground. He's a hell of a hunter. He's uh, he's been a huge contribution to this team. And then you know Josh Heilman's got some really great hunts on there. Josh Heilman's part of the team, and dude, I would put him up about against about anybody for no self kidding. filming. That kid is a monster when it comes to self filming. I mean, no kidding. He'll set up the DSLR and you know he'll set it on the ground and get those you know the low shots, the getting ready. I mean. That kid is a hmm. is after he is a beast when it comes to self filming. It's crazy. He'd That's almost awesome. prefer to film himself than anybody than have anybody do it for him. No kidding. Really? Yep. And he would I guarantee he'd about do a better job. No it's, shit. It's crazy. That's dude, I'm just That's rare. I'm blessed with the guys that I've got. There's been some guys come and go, you know. I wish I could say that about my crew, you know, like I had a good <laughs> crew, but there's I mean, some oh, I think not everybody come and go. I'm like, the not, fuck's that mean? <laughs> not everybody can afford Steve, so no. you're lucky to have him. We can't uh, afford to get fucking rid of him. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Dude, I'm like the uh, dude. You're in the donut hole with me. You can't afford. Me. I've been trying to put a low key hit on him for fucking six years almost. So. Hey, dude, that's why this black somebody <laughs> come kill this motherfucker. That's why, that's why those cars always follow me. But they're always like, where the fuck is this guy going? Oh, he's going to McDonald's again? No, I'm not. I'm not doing it. Yeah. He's gonna kill himself eventually. Yeah, I'm not going into that apartment complex. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it's a. Oh, my new apartment is uh, yeah, very, uh, very wonderful. It's something. So you got you got a good crew. That's good to hear. I man. got a great crew, man. I, lo- I love those guys to death. I could call them and ask them for anything, and they'd you know they'd be there. And we're scattered all over the state too. There's a few guys, a couple guys in Missouri that I brought on recently, but 
Is yeah. it, was it hard to find that crew for a while? Like, did it take a little bit to fall in place, or how did that? Yeah, happen? a little bit. Um, I had a couple guys, you know, earlier in the beginning. You know, Zach McNoll, it was his name. Like, it it sucked to lose him. He was uh, he was with me on the team that I left, mm-hmm. and he he was a huge contribution. He knew his way around a camera. He was a killer. Um, but I don't fault him for leaving either. He didn't he didn't leave because of what we were doing. He he started a family. I mean, oh, that's fair. And, and I right. there's that's I've told all those guys like I don't have them in contracts. Like those guys can yeah. come and go as they please anytime. Yeah, you know, that's cool. Them giving me their footage is just yeah you know, out of out of respect. Helps you it helps yep. them for getting them out. It's kind yep. of cool. And you know losing Zach kind of sucked. And I had a couple brothers, uh, Logan and Luke Gibbs. They were they were some heavy hitters. They they kill they kill some big deer. Luke kills some big deer, and uh, they just they weren't feeling the whole show vibe, which I don't. You know, I don't fault. It's kind of common, right? Yep. I mean, you do it for a little bit. Some people get burnt out, and some people want to stick with it. I mean, you, yeah. you either fall in love with it or you don't. For mm-hmm. sure, I get that. And yeah. so, I don't fault any of the guys. I got burnt on filming too. Yeah. Like that's why I don't. I don't do. It. I should start again, but I don't. But. You know, to, to kind of transition off that, and because yeah, I want to get back into your your daughter's story, um, but I want to. A couple guys we've talked to have said, you know, that film for a living. When they go home with their kids, they're like, "Look, I just." I just want to spend this time watching my kid hunt, like enjoying the memories when I was growing up, when I fell in love with it. Um, you know, talk about how the guys get stressed out. Now, is this – well, I, cause I want to get the full story on your daughter's hunt. But I'm not, is, is there I'm not ready that, to jump off Wildest Dreams TV. Not, not, not yet, not yet. But is there a plan to then film her and bring it into Wildest Dreams TV, or yep. is that – Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Yep. It's the master plan, right? Yep, um, I want her to be a part of it. Uh, well, she's, she's already the big buck killer. So. She, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, she's your number <laughs> she's one. Already got you there. <laughs> yeah. She's your number one draw right now. I mean, it, 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 we're we're giving you some advice. But what I wanted to peel in before we go back into that, like, if someone was like, or you know, someone being me right now asking you, describe what your show is to someone who's never seen it. Um, we're kind of a an out of the norm hunting show, I guess. Um, we're not. We're kind of like you guys, ish. Not afraid to uh, drink a beer, not afraid to cuss hey, on camera. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, we'll. We're not after 180 inch deer. Yeah. A, a lot of us are literally the working class. You know, Brandon works ungodly amounts of hours. He works for Cargill, and Josh is a welder. He can relate to you, Eric. I mean, he welds for a living. Yeah. You know, they've Wait, got, they're wage brains. Yep, that's exactly. They got wage brains. Yep. Yeah. Respect um, that. Mike is a, you know, Mike Pence, I just brought him on. He's a pipe fitter. Tony Proven, you know, those two are the new ones this year. Mike and Tony. Tony does a lot of stuff for the, I think he does stuff for the government. I don't freaking know what he does. <laughs> we won't talk <laughs> about it. Yeah, he can't talk about it. Yeah, we're not, we're not going to go into any further details. <laughs> he may or may not do yeah. stuff for the government. We cannot confirm. I'm just, I cannot confirm or deny that. Nick, okay, no. he kills. Oh, that's who's going to kill me now. Yeah. That's who Kurt's hiring. That's why yeah. Billy brought him in. Glenn Messick, he's a, he's a business owner out of Missouri. You know, we come from all walks of life. And if you're going to go find our stuff, that's what you're going to see. You know, we don't have. The big food plots, destination food sources. We try mm-hmm. and build food plots the best we can, mm-hmm. and and that's just it. You know, you're you're not just going to see bow hunting either. You know, we're gonna I shoot the fuck out of some coyotes. Like there's <laughs> nothing I love more than yeah. I love shooting coyotes. You're going to see rifle hunts, turkey hunts, you know, stuff like that. So we're, anybody's going to get what they need out of it, which is cool. It's a it's yeah. a well rounded little bit. We, of everything. we try and appease everybody. You're never going to please everyone. And yeah. you know, I saw. You know, a majority of the people want to see deer die. That's just yeah. a fact of life. They want to see big bucks die. Ant or sell. Yep. Um, 
but that's just not who I am. If somebody told me I had, and I'm not bullshitting when I say this, if somebody told me I had to pick bow hunting whitetails or shooting coyotes the rest of my life, see it whitetails. No kidding. Bye. Mm. See ya. Wow. I'll that's fucking impressive. shoot coyotes. By the way, your show's playing in the studio right now, and there's just monsters on trail cam that you guys are showing. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was watching your boy shoot that deer so, when you were talking about them. So what I like, I love the conversation because it relates to us, and I bring it up a lot, and it's just a fun combo for me. Um, so you don't like it, fuck yourself. Um, the like being relaxed and like you know, you said not a, not scared to drink a beer. Is that something you guys have done since the the beginning? Very beginning. Okay, so that is interesting because there's a ton of shows out there now who started out like how I talked earlier, like put your collar on, like yep. pull your gauges out, don't drink a beer. That are now trans- shirt in. Now all of a sudden, over the last five years, it's let's. We're just having a beer, just kicking it, relaxing. <laughs> right. Like, see working class bow hunter podcast. See, the yeah. same people that gave us shit all these years like are now a leaf off of our tree, exactly. and then are going to throw shade at us for two years. This shit, you know. Two, I mean, just to. Sh- I mean, people probably didn't pick up on it, but there was strategy to this. We did a, we did a team photo, not last season, but the season before. Anyway, we all came out. We wanted to do a team photo, kind of a meeting bullshit about what you know what what's expected this year kind of the overall bullshit yeah and we took a picture and fuck we bootlegged in some spotted cow from wisconsin to iowa and we (laughs) did our team photo and we're all holding a beer spotted cow nonetheless and it's like this is who the fuck we are. Like, yeah. Oh, absolutely. We brought in beer from across the line. <laughs> yeah, people don't realize how illegal that is. Every time they post photos, like, oh, I got spotted cows. Like, hey, you know, transport and alcohol. Like, even if you buy alcohol in Illinois and take it to Iowa, that's still illegal. I mean, is it going to be enforced? Hey, Steve, <laughs> who gives a fuck? I know. Exactly. That's exactly. Who gives a fuck? And that's because you know of, why? Because we're of, still going to do and it. And that's because yeah. people are still going to do it. And that was the attitude you guys had. That's who gives a fuck? Like, that's a great point. And, who and gives it's a not what I'm saying that I'm like. You're negli- rid of it. It's not like that I'm negligent of the law. It's just I'm. That was the point we were trying to make. Like we don't give a fuck. Yeah, we're here. We're a team mixed Absolutely. of all walks of life. Yeah. You know, bootlegging's American way, man. Well, I mean, Luke, when we did that photo, like boot, Luke was a bodybuilder. Is a bodybuilder if you want to call him that. Yeah, Kelly Sheets is on, is on the team. He's one of my best friends in life. Fuck, he he raises show pigs. I mean, just a vast spectrum of right of all walks of life and just kind of we can all get together we can all have a, a common denominator of we love hunting whitetails so That's is that cool. where the Absolutely. is that where the name came from how'd you come up with the name um wildest dreams tv i was struggling for a while i actually still have a facebook page made for the name if it ever flopped um <laughs> I, I, yeah I was, I was actually i don't want people to go and follow this page because i don't post anything on there i just have the name reserved but the original name of the show was going to be addicted to the game mm-hmm. oh that's yeah. cool yeah so when i got that phone call from chase and he started talking to me and about giving me an opportunity and coaching me yeah and plus talking to Derek leininger i never thought in my wildest dreams that something like oh, that could happen nice mm-hmm. and, and there I, it is yep and when i was talking to my wife at the time about it and some friends i'm like dude i never thought in my wildest dreams i would talk to you know this is like a dream come true and the, the yeah. word dream just kept coming up i'm like mm-hmm. i never thought i would be on tv i never thought i would be filming for shows you know yeah i, I start you know i was filming for the drurys for a little bit for barton blair goins on dream season like i never imagined that anything like that would happen like i never thought that would be me yeah yeah now look at you sitting in a room with a bunch of drunks and i'm not i mean (laughs) you made it (laughs) congratulations by by no means do i think i've made it anywhere but like i made it 
further than I'd ever dreamed. And it was just like, you know, I never thought in my wildest dreams yeah. this would happen. It's like, okay, that's going to be the name, Wildest Dreams TV. Dude, you know what? I, I love that just the name of your show has appreciation, um, like, foundationed into it. Yep. Because every time that we get to do something cool, or, like, we have somebody that's like, hey, dude, uh, listen to your podcast. Even if they don't even, like, come up to me, it's like, hey, like your podcast, I'm on our way. I'm that shit means the, so much to it us. Means the world to us. Like it is insane. Like if we're at any trade show and someone's like, "Hey, I listen to you guys all the time." Like cool, and then just keep walking. I'm like, damn, that's cool. Like <laughs> yeah, you never get you tired. You try of and that. stay humble as shit. Like that. Yeah. That's, or if someone sends you a picture, yeah. you know, they someone has a sticker in their truck. Yep. Yeah. In some They're, small town in Ohio, you know. Well, shit. When we were in Trayer for that like street fest, the, a bunch the of those kid. kids came up. We're like, it's I, Billy C from <laughs> Wildest Dreams. I was I was just gonna tell you, so that you have a fan. His name's a uh, Talon. Uh, it's his real name, and he like looked at me, and he goes, because he he knew we were. He, I think he's but he's buddies with Chase's kid, and uh, yep. he looked. He goes, "Is that Billy C?" And I go, yeah, "Last time I checked, it was yeah." He he's came like, up all excited when we were walking down the street, and I'm like, "Oh, he must know these guys." Like I figured he knew the. Oh no! Oh, hell no! Oh no! And he like like literally he put me on the shit spot. Like I just went like super. Fl- I remember my body. Like I just <laughs> felt like this rush. Like I got all freaking nervous. It's and cool, man. And, like, it was it was kind of. Cool. I remember I was standing back a little bit. I remember you turned to Chase and go, "I'm with working class bow hunter," and the dude fucking recognizes me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I remember thinking like, "Why would he recognize us? We're a podcast." Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, well, they, I, and, and I told the story earlier. Um, it was a, it was a circle of dudes like sh- that shouldn't have been recognized that got recognized, and we're like, <laughs> yeah. "Whoa!" In oh, a small shit. town, Trayer, <laughs> Iowa. Yeah. yeah, like uh, at, at our shoot, uh, a good buddy of ours, Clayton, uh, Clayton Bigsby, Clayton Bigsby, Clayton Bigsby. Uh, he's got a he's got a funny name, but he stopped me and he's like, "Hey man, like dude, we, we got this relationship. We just talk crazy shit to each other. He's this very nice guy. Guy finds a shitload of sheds up in your area. He's like, it's a blind black guy that's in the KKK. Sweet. It's basically what he is. Yeah, <laughs> my style. Sticks like a sore thumb. Uh, but well, he, I, I prefer dick in a skirt. Jesus sticks out like a dick Johnny. in a skirt. Okay. Come on. I'm, I'm, I'm with it. But <laughs> he comes up to me. He's Bye, like, Pat. He's like, so what? Dude, you know Billy C? And I go, yeah, I know that dick weed. Yeah, what's up with him? And I was just like, uh, and he, he was talking about, he's like, yeah, I'm in that area. He's like, I've seen him uh, a couple times. I'm like, dude, is is he a cool guy in person? I'm like, dude, he's the shit. He was there the night I almost got arrested. I don't remember how long you were there. But I was like, <laughs> he was, was there, like, though. I go, dude, he's. He's absolutely the shit. And then it started, I started thinking about it, and I, I think I tried to Snapchat you, but Snapchat failed. But I'm like, Billy C's a rock star, man. I know. <laughs> I, like, yeah, he's, the, he's like, it, he's like Kid Rock. Yeah, the talent. Dude, yeah, you're the Kid Rock of wherever I'll, you're at in Iowa. I'll be honest. Like, that night in Trayer, like, when, like, I didn't know talent. I've never heard of him before in my life. Like, yeah. that was the first time I'd ever met him. It's little shit like that that, humbles me and reminds me where the fuck I came from. Yeah. yeah. Cause I was that kid and you know why, what I mean? and why you're For doing sure. it. Yep. And why I was that it. fucking kid. And these are, so, yeah. Well, it comes full circle, right? Like the guys that even if you don't, even if your project's not big, like there's certain things that now with the internet, like kids are growing up in, into hunting and learning how to hunt like the content for hunting they're consuming because that's their interest they're pulling it from different directions and you might be in that direction, yep. you know, like that's the crazy thing. Like it doesn't matter it matters your following and your reach when it comes to the dollars in this fucking industry. Yeah. This cutthroat industry. I'll That's fucking a good point. say it. But to your viewers, it may not mean shit. Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. They may not like a show that has half a million followers. 
Right. But if I've got 5,000, they may think it's the best thing in the world because it relates to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've never given a shit how many people follow me, and I've never, ever once paid for likes. Yeah. It's, it, that's that's huge. That's huge, especially right now. And and I'll be honest, like the the podcast for us is so much fun. It's opened so many doors. Like We get to meet so many. Uh, we met through I, this. And, and I shouldn't say that I've never bought my likes i've i've paid to have a a certain post shown it's it's a sponsored post yep, right. I've, I've sponsored a post but We've i've never i've never bought my following like i've yeah, never right. paid to promote my you page. never bought so, someone to like click and follow your page yeah what, so Correct. is it, what, what are you doing it for is it for love or likes Oh man! Don't even fucking get me started, dude. You know what? You funny? just opened a fucking can of worms that <laughs> I could go off. I went on, on a rant on a road trip BS episode. We've we've gone on that, and uh, which I, I don't. We'll get there. But I always feel bad when I go on rants on that because I'm like, man, people are getting tired of me bitching. But this is the the episodes we have the most feedback on. Yep. Because our yeah, listeners, people we're, actually love it. We rant on ladies. Like, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, whenever we talk shit about ladies, all of a sudden we meet Chase. We, well, women and children get a break everywhere else. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to I'm, for I'm our bitter show. about the Titanic, dude. All well, the women I'm and children not, got off first. Like, fuck you. I paid for the ticket. Let me get off first. I tried to vow that I'm not going <laughs> to fucking name drop any shows that I hate on this podcast. Please do it. Actually, it shit. You should. You know, let me... We got a couple more beers to drink, and I'm gonna come back and poke that bear a little bit. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, just, just write them down the, on a piece of paper, and then we'll read them. Make and sure we'll yeah, laugh. Write down there. We're Look going at that, back that, to that. Hey, is that there's a Steve deer right there? Uh, don't change the subject, but yes, it is. I want to shoot hey, that deer I'm, every day. I'm, I'm trying to get these downloads. Since we're not paying for them, I'm trying to get them through through your fault of shitting on other people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No shit. How about you write them down, and I read them, and then I say may or may not. We'll write down like 15, and then seven may be real. How's that sound? That's fair. So, <laughs> how does it work? So, you you have children. Yep. And you have a show. And yep. you have a day job. And, and see what I'm doing? I'm transitioning, and we're going to come back later. See what yeah, I did? Oh yeah. I see what you it's did. It's called there. a professional. You should have done air quotes. Save that for a rainy day. Yeah, yeah, no shit. I'm pulling a swerve. <laughs> so, tell Do you know how to pronounce that, Steve? What? The word professional. Professional. No, nope. shut, the, shut up! Shut your ass up! He's got a block. So I'm going to talk to a real professional. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Me? No. The shirt tucker? No, no, no. So the shirt tucker. The shirt, hey, take it easy. All this going, supporting some kiddos, a job, a project, and just hunting in general, shed hunting, doing shit like this. Because this is a marketing trip. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you do that? Because I know how I do it. And it's tough. It's uh, it it can wear. I mean, I'll be quite honest. It can. It wears on me to to say that I live a low stress life would be an absolute fucking lie. Um, I also live by a quote that I actually thought of, and life is as tough as you choose to make it. It's good. Yeah. I like that. Um, I live a busy life. That's all there is to it, and I just try and be the best dad I could. Um, I'm not going to get into it, but I did fail as a husband, uh, going through separation, divorce, whatever you want to call it right now, which is absolutely terrible sucks i wouldn't wish it upon my worst enemy but you got to make the make the best of a bad situation right and mm-hmm. there's no i don't have time to to dwell i don't have time yeah. to dwell and be sad i have a choice to make and it's either take it and learn like bow hunting or you can sit there and let it drown you and a year ago i almost let it drown me yeah and so getting hannah involved as well as my other two when they're old enough yeah like that's kind of my main like driven like i still want the guys with me like the guys aren't going anywhere i want those those are my brothers yeah it's your support 
team and yep. all that, you know? They're they're behind me through thick and thin. But they 100% but, get it, and they're probably as on board, if not more, than you are with this. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I've told them all what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, there's right. there's nothing to hide. I'm, you know, there's no bullshit. And, uh, dude, after she shot that deer last fall, it just, mm. man, that just opened up a whole new door for me. Like, she, she handled shooting that rifle just fine. Yeah. Rifle pistol cartridge just yeah. fine and now she wants to go you know this winter she was out there in fucking zero degrees dude she was sitting on coyote stands <laughs> with me after. she wants to shoot a coyote Absolutely. ready to go oh dude and it just i never had a son and i'm almost glad i never did like <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know what i mean i don't yeah. i don't regret not not having not having a son because yeah yeah the, you know they're right there with me Micaiah's and it's cool man Mikhea, it's dude, almost cooler right oh dude because I, I feel like i'm that guy that's gonna have nothing but daughters too like yep. you know isla I, I I knew too. I was like, I'm gonna have a girl, and then when I was born, I'm like, this is gonna be rad. Like, I'm gonna I'm gonna just I'm not gonna push her to do anything, but she's gonna be so engulfed in it that it's just gonna be there. Yep. You know, so it's cool to see like where you're at. Because it opened up a new direction. It really did. Right. Right. It, it, it adds a little, a little more. Bit. It adds yeah. a a hint of more badassery well, and, for a girl. And I'm not a, I'm not too proud to admit that I was a selfish motherfucker. Like, dude, I am too, and I'm working on it. Yep, that's that's the biggest thing. I, that was it was the hardest pill to swallow. Is I was doing things because I wanted to do them, and I didn't give a shit about anybody else. Like, yeah. And it got so tunnel vision because when I did that with the show, it was like I had something to prove. Mm-hmm. And once I yeah. got over that hump, like, I'm just going to do me. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. but I need to take other people into consideration as far as involvement. Yeah, for sure. And once I did that, like things kind of got easier. You know, my marriage still failed, but whatever. Hey, right. there's a there's a uh, hip hop quote that I, I learned it, something from it. Is what I'm getting at. Right. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. And I like that you acknowledge it and are willing to talk about it. Yep. Because I feel sorry, Steve. I'm, no, you're good. You're good. I feel that uh, I'm working on myself with that too. You know, a little bit. Like I feel that way. Like I'm a, I feel like I'm fairly selfish, but I'm trying to give back. I like to help people. I'm trying to like, like I get focused on like a project for the podcast. I'm like hustle, hustle, hustle. Do this. Fuck you. I'm doing this. Nope. I'm not. No one's gonna tell me shit. And then I gotta be like, all right, I need to like, I'm working on it, right? Like I'm trying to evolve as a human. That was my biggest thing with my phone and like the Instagram thing. Like how much time it took to stay on social, keep up with social. That's the thing that's tough with a family man. That's that was the my oh, biggest yeah. thing. Like. I would sit on my phone and watch Facebook like it's going out of style, watch other people's posts. Like, what can I be doing? In. Yeah. You get sucked into staring at yeah. that fucking phone and you miss those. I mean, you guys don't have kids yet. Kurt, you do. Yeah. But you start to, you know, you miss when they're drawing something and they're so proud to show it to you. And, and you're on your like phone that. while they're playing. Oh, yeah. Dude, like, that shit, I feel so guilty. Like, sometimes I'll be like, hey, launch episode. I got to just hurry up and get these links in there and all that. And then, like, my daughter's. And then I'm like. Later at night, I'll lay down. I'm like, I feel so fucking guilty. You know what opened my eyes about it? So Eminem. Sorry, Steve. You kind of got. No, you guys. You guys are good. No. What opened my eyes about the cell phone thing is, you know, it's it's little sentences that just fucking hit me that really make me open my eyes. Eminem was doing a podcast with Sway uh, about the Shea Four Five. Yeah. Um, and they were bashing MGK. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Eminem was talking about how he found MGK's diss. Mm-hmm. And he said one line that always stuck with me. He's, he's, he put his hand up and act like he was scrolling. He goes, you know, you get on the fucking wormhole of YouTube and all the bullshit and Twitter. And when he said that, it was like, fuck, he's right. Like, we wake mm-hmm. up in the morning and it's like we go down the fucking yeah, wormhole. Yeah, wormhole. What, what, straight to your phone. Yeah, sure. And once I, like, thought about that, I'm like, fuck, that's me. Like, yeah. I'm that guy surfing down a wormhole. Yeah. And I'm missing making waffles for my daughter and i'm throwing 
juice boxes at them and telling them to shut up. Like, yeah, I need to open my fucking, you know, well, not you, literally. Well, that right. too, yeah. and kind of what you're saying is like with the the web. Like you see, there's uh, so much positive and so much negative to where, like you said, you earlier you said, uh, watch what other people are doing. Yep. And I I will admit 100. percent And I'm I don't know how the rest of my crew feels. But I followed a lot of other podcasts and a lot of other shows to see what other people were doing. But then I was like, what am I doing? Like, I, I get, and even I respect these people, right? But I unfollowed, and I don't listen to other hunting podcasts. So I don't, I've always said that. Um, I unfollowed a ton of hunting podcasts. Not that I hate them or have a personal thing against them, which they might think that because they saw my unfollow or whatever. But I just don't want to see what other podcasts are doing because I don't want to, like, it affect obstructs your me. vision. It, it obstructs my vision and my crew's vision and, like, Shit that me and Eric might talk about business or whoever on on the crew. It, I don't want anything subconsciously to be something that another crew did, and then me and Eric are trying to twist and do our own thing. Yep. So that's why, like when like we've had it before, and I'm not going to bring up other circumstances. Someone's like, "Oh, working class is trying to copy us." So like, I don't see what you're doing right. because I don't follow you. Yep. So if it does happen, it's a complete coincidence. That way, and I've had these conversations with people yeah. like where circumstances came up like that. Sure, but I, I just it makes for a good conversation now, right? To explain that, um, but yeah, like I unfollow a lot of podcasts, or I don't even follow them in and general. It's, yeah, um, it's it's not out of disrespect, and I think a lot of people take it that way. It's pure creator brain perspective. When you're focused on your vision with what you want, nothing else matters, and that's yeah, not I mean, me being selfish. That's you're. Like truth. I said, like it's I said truth. in the beginning, that's what I was so focused on in the beginning. It's like, okay, do I want to be like the Lindsay way? Do I want to be like the Drury's? Yeah, you, know, right. you start watching right. the the big shows and you're like, yeah. who do I want to mimic? It's like, don't fucking mimic anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, be who the fuck you are. Absolutely, yep. do what your own thinking makes you do. Yep. I mean, I didn't fall into the food plot thing. I didn't have. I don't have the budget for it. I mean, I'll be the first I to don't tell have the you, ground I, for it. Yeah, I don't have the. I mean, <laughs> I'm, Let's I'm be fortunate that I'm able to hunt a lot of family ground, but I don't get to fu- fucking put food plots in. Yeah. Yeah. I got a half acre food plot. That's all I've got. Yeah. You know, every year I, I'm lucky to have half an acre. Right. Yeah. And I deal with hunting pressure. I deal, I mean, I deal with other people hunting next to me and with me and right. I share properties. Like I have all that shit going on. And yeah, I just, it was, it was time that I understood like, this is my life. Now, granted, I met a guy that has, you know, behind the scenes and I've given him love on the, in the videos, Cody Wright, um, friend of mine cattle farmer rodeo guy from from southern iowa and he is he has let me shoot some phenomenal deer on his ground he he's Good got old boy yep he i mean he's again he lives an hour and a half away but when i talk about some of my best friends like that guy has provided a lot for me he hunts for a different show he actually hunts for the show that i came from oh, really? um and i don't mm-hmm. hold him i don't hold anything against him it's just a great working relationship he's he manages the ground i help out you know, when I'm able to, I help him with harvest or cattle sorting or whatever. Like yeah. if he needs something, he knows I'm going to do it. Right, you know, I'm right. going to be there to help. He's an hour and a half away, but there's, there's, and he comes up and hunts coyotes. It's just a great friendship, working relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with, That's with, built with, over time. Man. Yep. Yeah. With, without him, I don't, I mean, I wouldn't have half the bucks on my wall. Hey, I'll, cool. t- I'll tell you this, that, that quote I wanted to use earlier actually fits in more now that yeah, but what I wanted to get... I'm sorry, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but anyway... Just uh, cut him off again. Anyway, Steve, don't you have to go to the bathroom? I'm like, what? Steve, remember I was trying to get you killed? 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I'm just going to do it myself. <laughs> I'm just going to strangle you like live. live on air. <laughs> hey, it's we'll like, be right back. Hey, man, the Slick Trick break. went through it right through his rib cage. <laughs> it gets through a lot of fat. This commercial is brought to you by Slick Trick Broadheads. <laughs> <laughs> Double lung them. <laughs> even a, if, through the man titties. Here's the here's a quote, and you know, it just kind of goes through everything that you've been through and where you're going now. It was a quote from, uh, so Guru from Gangstar said, uh, Oh, let me think about it here for a second. I'm just fucking with you guys. You've he been said, thinking about it for fucking <laughs> half an hour. I'm just yes. fucking with you guys. He goes, he goes. You forgot what Trump is, didn't you? No. He said. Uh, he said I went away just so I could return harder. Want to be a shit starter? Fuck around, turn, make you a martyr. So what that means is you had all this bullshit, right? And you had to, you know, reevaluate where yourself was. And you're like, all right, look, you know, through all the bullshit that you went through, um, yep. what you previous, previously said, now you got your kids, you're like, all right, look, went through some bullshit. Now I have to be the fucking man. I have to be on top. And if anybody wants to get in my way talking some crazy shit, right? Or trying to do some crazy shit, all right, you're, it's over with for you because now for your cause, I'm going to make you look fucking stupid. Yep. I'm going to make you look dumb as fuck because I'm a man who's suffered and I'm hard as shit. Like, not in the not in the goofy way, but I'm just saying. Do you understand where I'm going with her? Is, 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 that, is that over your head, no, Billy? I, Billy, I, have you not gone away and be returned hard enough? Or? Yeah, it's like... That was a shit-ass quote. Yep. I didn't listen it's to a, a goddamn thing you said. I didn't either. Fantastic didn't quote. That is one of the top five lines in hip-hop ever. I'll be, I'll be honest ever. with you. Like, Yeah, I understand where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also take that humble... I try and take that humble approach. Um, well, that's what he said. Would you, do you want to be a shit starter? Because you're not starting shit with nobody. You're you're, you're trying to do you because I'll you be know honest. where you came from. I'll be okay, honest. Here we I'll go. be honest. Okay, Billy, just I say you're wait. not feeling it. I need it. to wait for Kurt to come back oh, before I get into that. my. Just say you're not <laughs> feeling it, Billy. Nah, all right. All right well, uh, this, this little bumper break is brought to you by uh, Wildest Dreams TV. Hey, guys. Are you wanting to uh, watch it? Do you want me to do a commercial for you? Go for it. Okay. Do you, should we save this and you can actually do it? Just fucking do it. Right, fine, fine, you, fine. You, you throw fucking the commercial. Roll the tape. Fine. Here's roll the commercial. It. Come on, bro. Brought to you by Steve's Man Titties. <laughs> hey, this is Steve from uh, Steve's Man Titties LLC. I just want to let you guys know that I've been watching Wildest Dreams TV, and my Tinder game and my hunting game has step up, stepped up tremendously. Now Three points. Now I'm, uh, I'm after mature ones, if you know what I mean. So check out Wildest Dreams TV if you want to slay mature women and mature bucks. Do, do you want me to do take two? Or I'm going to go ahead and say you should probably redo that. Okay, all right, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Scrap that Wait, one. you would never use that on your, on your show? Uh, probably not. Okay. It can be your opener. You, you want it a little more clean, or what demographic are we going for? Here, you can but? go for whatever you want. Okay, let's we'll try it again. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> the first one was bad. First one was bad. The second one's going to be a little better. All right. Are you legit going to go to a commercial? Because I could use a piss break. Yeah, we can <laughs> legit go to a commercial. Take a whiz. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. I do have to pee. We can't. Go take okay, a whiz. Go, go to a commercial, then. Go take a whiz. It's a working class ball hunter. You can do whatever you want. Open that door slowly. slowly. All right, Steve. Let's hear your commercial there, there while he's gone. gone. Oh, while he's gone. You yeah, want to hear commercial? Gone. All right. Here we go. I don't know what you guys talked about when I was gone, but we're we trying to... Steve trying to do a commercial for his show. First one. Yeah, for first one was that we were just testing the waters. It sucks. Here's... Go ahead and make one up on the fly. Uh, I did. And it, he it was just flopped. Where the fuck have you been? Dude, I swapped that fly right He totally bombed it. All right. Here. I'll do a legitimate one. You ready? Hey, this is Steve with Steve Mantis LLC, and I'm telling you, Wildest Dreams TV on YouTube is the greatest thing that I've ever seen in my life. It has made me turn my Xbox off 
and get deep, deep in hunting. I know it's getting crunch time. I got to get some cameras out. But if I see Billy doing it, then I want to do it too. Wildest Dreams TV on YouTube. Check it out every night. You're free. Ah, I knew right. it failed. I knew it failed. I knew when you guys weren't like hey, thumbs g- up, it was bad. Give me a 30 second commercial on the working class bow hunter. Like if it was going to be on like a TV show. Like, give me the, like, you know what I mean? If, if, if Wildest Dreams TV was going to make a, a commercial for working class bow and hunter, have us just audio only. Okay. Like, Elon yeah. Musk is sitting here and you're like, I got to pitch it to him. Yeah, go ahead, pitch it. All right. He's in or out. I am Steve from the Working Class Bow no, Hunter no, podcast. No, just give me a generic like oh, the commercial for the oh, show. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I was trying. Up. I was trying to pitch already, it to Elon Musk. No, take two. Ready? Here we go. Thirty seconds. <laughs> hey, I know you're sitting here listening to things, and you're like, man, none of this really relates to me. I'm a working man, but I'm a bow hunter. And you don't have Working Class Bow Hunter podcast on right now. Let Let me tell you. Um, we got something for you. I've got something for the working man and woman and, you know, whatever else. Gender Fletcher Bow. Hey, we're open-minded people here. Listen, working class bow hunter. We drink beer. We swear. A couple of us shoot deer. The fat one doesn't. But, hey, it's all in fun because you get to talk shit to him. And, eh, what, what else do you need? Let me ask you this. Let me ask you a personal question. You're sitting at your desk. You know, your boss isn't coming around. Let me ask you this. What would make for a better hour to three hour long podcast? Someone sounds like they're reading a dictionary to you or a couple of guys that drink some beer. I would definitely choose a Thank subpar you. wrestler. <laughs> he, he, just, <laughs> all right. he just ruins it. Billy doesn't care about your commercial. <laughs> where was that commercial going? Was that like getting to the point where it's like, it was it's either going to be a home run? It was a four out of ten. It was a four out of five? Four out of ten. Four out of I ten. It a 4.2. That's not good. All right, Billy. 4.8. I All was right, Billy, I was right. taking a pee break, low key, and you said, I want to wait till Kirk gets back. Um, Steve started talking about me not talking shit. And I'll be... <laughs> <laughs> oh, this I'll is be right, here we go. We finally poked that bear. Okay. This is what we're doing. I'll be, uh, I'll be quite honest. I am one of those people that you poke me enough times with enough <laughs> shit... You're going to get bit. That you're going to get bit. And I've made hey. some posts on Facebook that I've actually gotten phone calls and been like, hey, you should probably take that post down. Okay, yeah, because I know... I may have seen one. I've seen some posts you've made, <laughs> like shit you've done photography for, yep. and then immediately talk shit about <laughs> about it, like in your captions and shit, which like it was hilarious to me. Um, but anyway, yes, yeah, so like I, I get... I know your style. Like I know what you're capable of, yeah, which I, I think is great. I just... I I walk an edgy line sometimes, I guess. I've, ha- I've had phone calls from Chase, and they're like, he's like, Dude, what are you doing? Come on. Like, you know, <laughs> there's you some, there's certain instances he tries to keep me in line or, you know, John Mulligan. Dude, that dude is my brother from Who? another. John Mulligan. You haven't, you never heard of him? Uh, oh, Utah. You, you should have him. Johnny Utah. Johnny Utah. Oh, Johnny Utah. Yeah, you should have him on the podcast sometime. Oh, that'd be awesome. He's a good guy. Do you think he'd talk for about three and a half hours? I doubt it. Can hmm. we not. get him on? He does not like to talk. No. no, he's not one. He's not a very verbal. He's not guy. a guy. He's not a guy for podcast. He doesn't. He's not buff and have tattoos. Eh, we don't want. So him. No. yeah, if you got Chase Rawson calling you, telling you to take some shit down, it ain't good usually. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. He, he's just like, if you want to grow your show, you need to take that down. What the fuck are you thinking? You know, I can, or, and then John's like the complete opposite. He's like, bro, what's <laughs> <laughs> up? Yeah. Love it. Fucking hey. <laughs> yeah, fucking great. Yeah, he's like, fuck yeah. You're saying shit that everybody else wants to, and it's like, yeah. okay, you know what? What line do you draw? You know, the guy that's 
that's writing you checks or the guy that's got your back. Okay, here's, here's the breakdown of how those, how different those two people are. Chase is the designated driver home. Chase is the parent who's picking the underage kid up from Drake. He's very smart, and he's like, eh, I know you guys fuck up, but I'm, I'm here to protect you. Johnny was the guy pouring the shots. <laughs> that's the difference between those two. I love them both to death. Oh, they're, they're I, fantastic yeah, I, just, I just keep equal parts. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. It's tough, man. It's... um. You know, I'm I'm one of those guys that'll stand up for what he believes in. Like I've hey. I've never been one that gets pushed around. Like I that's just that's just who I you am. Got to have a, a spine. Yep, that's just who I am as a person, you know. I'll I'll bend a little bit, you know, you to, got to. to learn. You got to bend a little. I'll bend a little to learn, but I will not I will not be one of those people that just gets blatantly fucking taken advantage of. I've pride myself in in having a um what I feel is a strong spine. I my spine's been bent a lot. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. But, I mean, you ask my crew, they probably get sick of me sometimes of having too strong a spine. And I'm the same way. I don't I don't mind calling somebody out on some shit. You know what I mean? You got to. You have to. Take a stance. I mean. Like, where's your stance? Where's your line? You made a shirt because of it. Fuck poaching. That's our line. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't think. Um, I guess what. Well, some lines, I mean. Some you, people you did like, or you didn't. Hey, you, I lost you, a Facebook yeah. friend because of that. Thank you. Hey, fuck them. Here's my thing. <laughs> fuck them. Some people like to make that line a gray area line. Mm-hmm. And here's the deal. And if you think we're in a gray area line, this is the line. Mm-hmm. If you poach and you're in our area, you can't be a part of this fucking family. The family is the hunting game. We all work too hard to let other people take advantage it's of it. It's taking food out of all of our mouths. Mm-hmm. It's taking food out of people we support. If you do it, you're stu- you're fuck di- off. You're disrespecting the it, game. It is all also us. giving... And the people that have worked so hard to do it ethically to do it right. The, I've dedicated my whole life to this. You do it, you're taking shit away from me. Yes. Go fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. It is giving people yeah. who want to see our lifestyle not happen, it is giving them ammo as to a good, you know... Well, that's why we've always done like, what hey, we've done, like, with... Uh, you know, the reason why we like, we kind of roasted the bracket thing so hard. I w- bracket was my one of my heroes, right? You know, and I'll admit it. I thought, dude, dude I live to watch his shows. Yeah, dude, they're great. Like he's doing some badass stuff, dude. Um, what was his show? I, I, Arrow Affliction. Arrow yeah, Affliction. he shot everything, dude. I'm like, I'm gonna go out and shoot my bow right now. Right. Yep. Like, the, it was awesome. You know, it was great, and that's why I was like, I was kind of like bummed, and like bummed in two ways. Like bummed, he poached. Bummed, he was a dick bag. <laughs> Bummed that I well, was hell, such a we big fan. We went down there. We left at like fucking seven seven p.m. and l- went down there. Yeah, he, and he was a he was actually a good dude to us in person. There is a picture of him uh, hanging out with us. I was <laughs> gonna post a photo, but I didn't. I was gonna I was gonna <laughs> post something. Hey, the other hey day. but you know what? You know we you gotta bring that back. People say it's fake. Dude, people say it's fake. There's me in the picture. <laughs> no, no, I got picture. I don't follow his stuff anymore because all that. Um, oh yeah. yeah, because you don't go I, to church anymore. That's well, why. Well, well my biggest thing is like, <laughs> if he genuinely le- learned something from it, more power to him. Yeah. Like, I hope he really is humbled. Well, up. He should come on a podcast or an interview and say that. Other than that, he like it's like a, the runaround every yep. time. Yep. If he is, if he's genuinely remorseful for for everything, like he says, and you know yeah. he gave his convictions to God, you know yeah. that kind of shit. Like then. There's second chances. Yep, they're absolutely. But is. you got to own it. Yep. yep, you have to own it. And That's making and making someone own making someone own it is not them owning it. The, well, and the the biggest, you know, I learned Excuse this. Me. I learned this through 
um, my current separation, like it took a lot for me to realize I had problems. The, yeah. There was things, you know, the biggest pill to swallow is pride. Like yeah. that's the hugest pill to swallow. It's tough. And once you can, you know, once you can finally swallow your pride, but yeah. still maintain confidence and stay humble. Right. Like that balance was extremely hard for well, me. To well, find. here's the difference, right? Though, like I've done, I was a hellion growing up. I've done a lot of wild shit. I've done a lot of shit that I'm in the shower and I think about, and I let that hot water run on my face and I try to rinse away. <laughs> Like shit, you know what I'm saying? Is that have you guys all been there, or is that just me? Uh, no, I. Uh, uh, everyone, everyone in this room has like, been there. When you're in the shower, you think about stuff you did when you were drunk, stuff you did when you were young, stuff you did that you just wish you could take back. You just let that hot water rinse on your face. <laughs> oh, dude, I, dude, I am a 30 year old. Wash it away. I could write books in the shower, dude. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. so that's that's what I'm saying. It's like I have done yeah. bad shit. Dude, Everybody has in the shower. Right? But I'll tell you what I haven't done. No regrets. I haven't poached a buck and then tried to make a name for myself in the industry of hunting. Right. You haven't? It, it, I just, I haven't, surprisingly. Wait, are we got to <laughs> open investigation. Your, your beard isn't long enough yet, then. Yeah. I, I just don't have a Subaru with expired tags and nowhere Calm. else to put the fucking thing. Ooh, called the fuck out. Yeah. So it is what it is. <laughs> it um, is what it is. What it is. It's, but that's what, it, fuck, man. You know. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. So, um, <laughs> it's, it's just whatever. But I, I, you know, I'm not saying that like you, you can't do bad shit and then not come back from it. You can. You absolutely can. Right. You got to do it the right way. There's a, there's a formula to follow. Yep. What that formula is, it's not an exa- it's not the formula same across the board. You got to know that you got to make your own formula, approach it, be that's, respectful. So the, and that and also something says something about like you not poaching. Also says something about something about your character. <clears throat> Obviously, we're in media. We cannot do that shit because this shit would go down the fucking drain. Like that's well, but here's that's, the thing. If you poach though, Steve, first thing I would do is do an episode about how a guy on our crew. And I'm just using an example. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, we could be down the drain. Whatever. If you poach, if I found out you poached. First thing I do, I'd beat the living shit out of you. Then you don't. Uh, <laughs> and then I would do a podcast about how I didn't know about it, and I didn't realize Steve was such a piece of shit. Now, if you came on the podcast, like, listen, I fucked up. Pressure got me. I fucked up. Here is me admitting I fucked up. I want to take responsibility for my actions. I feel guilty about it. I want to do better. I want to do right by this community. I called the game board after it happened, and I went to handle the shit the way it should have been handled right out the yep, gate. Yep, there is. Because poaching's a premeditated thing. It doesn't just happen. 100%. It's like, if, if you... Now, granted... You either have when, the fucking license or you don't. Yeah, well... There's no gray area there. When, when you got, a, like, a Lee Lukoski we, we've talked about, there was, like, a yeah, legitimate... but what did he do? But, uh, so... When it ha- no, uh, no, not specifics, but when it happened... Yeah, well, he what came he out did and said what he did. Like, he took he goes, care of it. He oh, took care of it. Hey, it's like, fuck. I took care of it. Exactly. Yeah, it was well, one of those, oh, I'm fuck, dumber. let me fix this right away, because I knew I fucked up, not just... Oh shit! I know I don't have a tag for this deer, but I'm gonna shoot it anyway, and who fucking cares? No one's gonna check the shit. Yeah, that's the scummy. I'm shit. I'm gonna say even talking about this, and, and it's, it's now. It's a, yeah, it's, it, I don't even want to get into it. Kind of, it kind of pulled the shit out of the room, and I, I apologize for for going back into it. So if we could just end this right now and we move on to something else, I think that'd be better. This this would be better suited for an episode that I think we're all ready for, and we're ready to sit there and talk about it. But yeah, we're having such a good episode. I apologize. No, for I think that it's up. still a good episode. I like it, it talking is, about it. Is. No, I'm not saying it. 
killed the whole episode. But like, yeah, let's let, let's go on with the good shit. Well, that's it's, that is some of the good. I like it. That's what I'm saying. But yep. it's like it sucks to dwell on it and talk about it. Exactly. You can't keep dwelling on it. You 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 can't force that person to come forward. No, but what it does force it, it forces brands in the game to make certain decisions. Mm-hmm. Like it's you know we've left certain people in the game making decisions by a line we put in the sand for our own self help or hurt what we're doing fuck it mm-hmm. like we're doing what we know is right we're not enabling certain situations right um you know and and more than one circumstance that's happened with us um uh, we've turned down checks because of a company that supported someone doing this and and multiple i know where everyone's drawing that line right now everyone's pointing a certain arrow at a certain brand but there's more than one brand that we have left Absolutely. for situations related to that and i've had people call me and say what if they wrote you a check for 25 grand right now what would you do i said i'd still stand by my decision because there's off. my line that, we'd still and turn it down and, and i'm yeah. and i'm glad that you have that mentality because that's kind of where i was with wildest dreams tv like you know, I started thinking about how can I generate money? Where can I turn this into monetary? And it's like, you know, I enjoy what I'm doing right now. If I get some kickback monetarily, cool, so I can afford to go on some hunts or whatever else, you know, mm-hmm. upgrade camera Absolutely. equipment. Yeah. Cool. But when I when I got out of the mindset that I didn't want to chase the checks, yeah, it stayed fun. Like, when I started getting tunnel visioned on how the fuck am I going to make money, like, boom, 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 yeah. boom, boom, this is all the stuff that I need to do. It was like, okay, it got super stressful. And I'm not saying I can't handle stress, but I've always said from the from the word go, if Wildest Dreams TV ever becomes about the money, I'm out. Yeah. If the money comes and I'm still having fun, sweet mm-hmm. bonus. But if it becomes a fuck, I have to get this done because I need that fucking $5,000 check. I need that $10,000 check. Like, yeah, fuck this. Like, I'm out. I'm done. Right. I get what you're saying. And I think that's fair because if you're doing what you want, people, I, I think if you're authentic in what you're doing, I guess that's probably a better way to say it because you're doing what you want. You're authentic. If you're doing what you want, you're authentic in what you're doing. And I feel like people will attach to that or see that and then that is where the right the clean money yep. happens and, and, they'll and understand offer, it yeah, they understand exactly, it. exactly. And, and that's where i'm at like if you want to pay me because you enjoy what i'm doing and i'm generating content for you in some way shape or form that it is valuable to you great that mm-hmm. means i'm doing something that i love that you enjoy that right. you feel is worth something absolutely i don't want to be doing something i don't want to be doing something for somebody that i fucking hate <laughs> and I and you know and I don't want to yeah. I don't want to be a burden to a company I don't want to be like well you're not doing that great but here's your check because I I have to you know I, yeah I, I don't ever want to not be able to perform and it's a good lifestyle to live though bro I do it but just you're well. not you're not a hunting <laughs> show that's trying to sell <laughs> a fucking toothbrush you know what I'm yeah. Saying? yeah no you're just not trying to sell shit. out yeah. and like just take the first deal you ever see it, yeah if I'm being flat honest I'd love to just I'd love to get rid you know. Never mind. No, you can say it. No, good. Because people are going to get what you're saying. If I'm being flat honest, Wilder Streams TV would never take in a dime. And people would pay Billy C directly. Because I know my way around. I mean, I know my way behind a lens. I can take photos. I can shoot video. I can hire an editor if I needed to edit, you know, higher end videos and that kind of stuff. Like, if if I could do that, like, that would be 
more so the end game. Like yeah. I would rather people hire Billy C than Wildest Dreams TV. For sure. Wildest Dreams TV is what I love. It's what my guys love. It's what they love to do. Yeah. And I want to keep it that way because I don't ever want them to feel like they have to do this for a dollar. For mm-hmm. sure. That makes yeah. sense, too. I mean, I think that we, we've had the conversation with uh, WCB of, like, going sponsorless. Mm-hmm. But what what is sucks about it and what is good about it is going sponsorless. Like, our sponsors, we have relationships, like, friendships with. Yep. So we're not collecting we know them checks. Personally. Yeah, we know them personally. They're good people. Like, we have a relationship with every one of them. So it's not money for no reason. It's not a product for no reason. It's we do believe in it. Right. And that, that's what is painful about certain situations when we do have to separate or make certain hard decisions is, well, fuck, this sucks, but this is the line we put in the sand. And if you guys can't respect that line, we got to do our thing. Um, but that being said, I, I feel better. I go to bed at night knowing that – we don't have to lean on anyone. Right. And, and that's, that's what helps me sleep better. I guess like, I know I have certain deliverables to meet as a show and that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's part of the game. Yeah. When you're in content creation. I mean, the, the stuff that I hate is the comments you get. Yeah. You're just in it for the money or you wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for the money, like or free shit or whatever. But yeah, you're yeah. still driving a fucking truck for a living. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like if I wasn't, yeah, I wouldn't be in a fucking semi. Every, like yeah. I love driving. <laughs> so I'm sorry. Right. Yeah, I fucking love getting in a semi. That's that's, I mean, that's just me. Shifting gears, slapping queers or oh, whatever you do. Dude, I don't know. Fucking cashing checks and breaking necks. Can you I mean, say something? You can't buy gears. Was it, yeah, shifting anymore. gears, passing queers and uh, drinking beers. Yeah. Something like, like yeah, that. You're living yeah. a wild life. and packing dips. That's what it is. I just, I come from a background where money was the only thing that mattered. And I had to get myself out of that mentality. And when I got into the mentality that it's from the heart and I love what I do, Mm -hmm. not only am I going to enjoy my life, people are going to enjoy the shit that they're seeing. Yeah. And if you don't like what you see, there's a million other fucking shows out there. Go find one you fucking like. I'm not going to be upset about it. That's fair. Plain and simple. I mean, I love that attitude, man. It, I told you before I came on here, people are going to love me or hate me by the end of this podcast. You're either going to like what you see or you don't. It does yeah. not matter to me two fucking shits. Here's one thing I'll promise you. There's going to be some dudes that listen to hate you because it happens every episode mm-hmm. and we end up hearing about it. If we don't hear about it directly. We, we end up knowing about it. But the, I think our crew, our li, uh, our crew, when I say that, I mean our listening base. Like When I say like the family, you come back, our family, you come back and listen and you're the dude that's like, hey, good episode or whatever. You tell us what you like or don't like about it. Those people are going to agree with what you're saying because it's Absolutely. I, I yep. it's the wage brain mindset is of it's a uh, people get it right. Like they know they know but, what you're saying. Yep. But then you got people like, you know, you got people like Johnny Utah. I mean, he was almost forced into a situation where he had to do this for a living. Like it was a make or break. <laughs> yeah. you know, it, was a, it was a make or break deal. Yeah. That was, that was dependent but, on it. But yeah. that dude, but that dude being able to, put his head to the grindstone like he did he's still very passionate about what he does he's producing. very passionate yeah. about it that's he's why he's still doing it what he's doing now he's found a way to make money at it and and that's rare like that's super, yeah, super rare, rare. johnny's an inspiring dude and he calls me a lot and i do appreciate i feel bad because i'll be like dude i can sit on that i can sit on a phone call with john all the time like, oh yeah anybody that's listening if you don't know johnny utah and we were bullshitting earlier about him not being able to talk john's been on the podcast go find it Listen to it. Like yeah. that dude can talk. He's fucking brilliant. Great dude. Yeah. He's 
I mean, when he tells you some shit, I, like I respect. He's one of the dudes, one of the few people. I mean, I respect a lot of guys' opinions, but that calls me often. Yep. That like I respect like his values and yep. his outlooks, and like I'll ask, I'll bounce things off. Of if him I go two days without talking to John, there's something wrong. Like, yeah, that's how often him and I talk. You know, he, I mean, he came and shot a turkey with me, and yeah, like being part of that, like that grand slam, like that was huge. Like it went so far as that he. That's he, a good collab too with you guys. Dude, he, he has Arrow Wild he, TV. Yeah, and, he asked, dude. He asked me like what I wanted for money or whatever after he shot that turkey. I'm like. Dude, nothing. Like this isn't a business deal. <laughs> yeah. Like you're my fucking brother. Like, right. like buy me a twenty a twenty four pack. No, I don't. Dude, even, like, I don't even need pack? that. How like, old are you? I don't know. I don't know, dude. And, and I'm not too afraid to admit. Like, there's certain shit that hits me right in the fucking soul. Like, yeah, there's no. certain shit I get stupid emotional about. And when I watch that arrow hit that fourth turkey that he was trying so hard after yeah. everything that he'd oh, been through, yeah, dude, I about got choked up. Like, yeah, we gave one another a huge hug. Like. It was it was not just an accomplishment for him, but like I got to help be part of that, and it wasn't a sense of pride for me. It was like I guess you could call it pride if you wanted to. Like mm-hmm. I was there for my as a brother, not as a business partner, not yeah. not as a cross collab, not looking for any clout. Like I reached out for a friend that I found in this industry, and mm-hmm. we achieved a fucking goal. That's awesome, man. Not to not to take away from this, but I, I've never told this story. Um, happened fairly recently, a couple months months back. I get a call from like a weird number. I'm like, eh, I know that area, but yeah, it's probably a debt collector, whatever. <laughs> I, I I was in the middle of doing <laughs> not something. surprising for Steve. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> it is what it is. I'm not gonna fucking answer that fucking call. Is not my contacts. But I look on Instagram and it was like probably an hour after that call and it was Utah like reaching out to me like, dude, look who the fuck I met. Kurt Angle. Right? Kurt Angle uh, was an Olympic wrestler turned pro wrestler and he's one of the biggest draws in the biggest time of pro wrestling. And it was like, holy shit. He saw him in the airport and Johnny is... He's flabbergasted because he grew up in that area. Like he knew, he's like, "Oh, I, I, that's fucking Kurt Angle." There's no way I know who that is. His first thought was, "Holy shit, mm-hmm. I got, I got to get Steve's number." Yep. And he tried to call me to get me on the phone with him, and I was like, it, "It was an hour later." I'm like, "Son of a bitch!" But I talked to him, and he was so pumped. He was like, "Dude, I wanted you to talk to Kurt Angle." I'm like, "Ah, oh, man, what are you doing?" You know, like wherever he was flying out from. I think he was flying to. uh uh, the 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 Pennsylvania trade show, the uh, Great American Outdoor, Outdoor show. show. So he was getting on a flight from Des Moines out to Pennsylvania. You know how it works. Yep. But I sat there and thought about that for a minute. I'm like, okay, Kurt Angle was one of the biggest names in pro wrestling. You know, in the Attitude Era when he had Steve Austin, The Rock, like when it was huge. And it kind of humbled me to think that like. He walked up to this guy. So, you know, obviously he wanted with wanted you to, in mind. But yeah, with me in mind, I'm like. That's cool. That is very, very, like, I didn't know you cared like that, Johnny. And for anybody who isn't a fan of his, like, should be a fan of his because he will keep everybody in mind. It, it was a, it was a very refreshing thing. And obviously when there was all this, all this shit going on with, with us, you know, there's people doing scummy shit. A lot of things were changing, but you had that one pure guy that, that is what's refreshing about Johnny. It's refreshing, man. and okay. our people it's, like it's Johnny. What's, it's what's a f- refreshing about this industry, and, and that's I, why I want to see that footage yep. bad. And I had talked to you a little bit about 
not being afraid to be edgy. Yeah. You know, yep. this is kind of, I'm crossing over from what you were yep. talking about. Not being afraid to be edgy. <clears throat> Michael Waddell made a post the other day. Dude. That was like huge for me. And yeah. I, I'm sure it went viral and you've all seen it, but he, what's the first step? He put it on TikTok. Yeah. Not, what's the first step to being a man? Not being a bitch or he whatever. Had our he fucking yeah, what hat was he wearing? He had you guys' hat on. And I was like, <laughs> fucking right. Like, we're starting to see this transition in this industry yeah. that people are starting to open their fucking eyes that fake isn't getting you anywhere anymore. Dude, Absolutely. I, I know. It's such, it's such a refreshing change, but I love it. I, and but I, the, the thing is, you can pick out the people that are fucking acting now, too. Like, yes. And I think deep down inside, and I don't want to point any fingers because I love the dude to death. He's still one of my favorite hunters. I think Waddell has had to spend many years faking. Um, um, not to an extent. I shouldn't say faking. Faking is the wrong word to use. Hiding. Keeping kayfabe. So kayfabe is portraying a character. It's a pro wrestling well, term. Right, Keeping kayfabe. That's. I. I feel like even better. Let me. I think that he just had a job to do. Yes. During mm-hmm. the yep. time, because you got to remember the formative years. Uh, the, I'll call it the that. the formative years. That's a good way to explain it because he's a guy that has been around since the mid nineties. Oh, in, in Monster Bucks so That that is the that's era I grew of up watching. That that is like the newscaster host era. You couldn't wait for the new Monster Bucks to come Dude, out. Love this. You love wanted the to see Waddell. Michael Waddell is the uh, Undertaker of the pro wrestling industry. Oh, dude. Or of, of the hunting industry. But you oh, gotta remember, he, he is the one that turned me on to Waffle House, dude. Oh, Holy yeah. shit! <laughs> I don't, I don't go south without him. But you got to remember, he's done. I've had this conversation with uh, with Sam actually a lot because I've been with Sam for eleven, a little over eleven years. Yep. And so she's seen enough of it to get it. But yep. I've been watching Waddell forever, and I think yeah, he's. What what'd you what did you say? What was your thing with the time? For, formative years. Formative years. So he that wasn't a thing. Being how we are was not a thing back then. No, it wasn't. And so he had to. Everybody was very niche. Right. He, he, he has to be the same way as like tidy. when we have Jim Shockey on in an interview. We're gonna be a prof- we're gonna be professional. In what we do as podcast hosts, we're gonna interview Jim Shockey. How we think Jim Shockey would like to be interviewed. There's a there's a certain. Um, and if he breaks that glass, then you're like, there we go. The fucking doors okay. open. There we yeah. go. But yeah. there, we have, we do have a job to do. Like this is how we are mm-hmm. normally, how we're interviewing you <laughs> or conversating with you. But we understand there's certain certain like guidelines and professionalism we need to have to to interview certain people. Like you we have to be respectful, right? You won't catch Jeff Lindsay cussing. No, you won't. No. And and if Jeff Lindsay was sitting in here, we would interview him a completely different way. We'd have completely different angles of conversation. Um it's just the way it is. It's, but it's called being respectful. We're still gonna have a yeah. flavor of working class in it and Jeff would know that. He's been uh, on the podcast yep. a lot. Jeff will Jeff will be right there. But he he understands he gets it too. Yeah, yeah he but gets it too. is now into a point where he he's done what he needs to do. He has his brand. People respect his when brand. When he put that out there, it was like it was like almost a breakthrough moment because you're talking about one of the biggest names yeah. in the outdoor industry. The with biggest one of, name, With probably. one of the biggest voices you'll ever see, polit- not, on, not just in hunting, but on the political side of shit, too. Yeah. And, yeah. and he goes out and says something like that. It's like, like I told you, it was like, I wanted to talk about being edgy when you had me on the podcast even before he posted that. And then he did that, and I'm like... There's the fucking anchor, dude. Yeah. That's that's what we need. I'm not saying that I I, I saw that coming, but um, just following it on Twitter, the it, the way that the world is, obviously everything that's happened in the world is going to affect everybody. 
Uh, Waddell is still a very, very good voice of reason. Any When it comes to – and that might trace back to just how we are as hunters because when we've had him on the podcast, he's talking about He's like, hey, us as hunters, you know that if your car's broke down and somebody pulls up behind you, chances are they're going to have some camo shit on, right? right. Yeah. Look for the guy in the camel hat yeah. in those tough situations. Exactly. Yep, exactly. That, that's exactly what Nick he said. Or the guy with one hell of a good mustache. Hey, right. I got your back, boys. That guy. <laughs> but if his shirt's tucked in, keep moving, though. Berta. Berta. But, you know, the, the the things that he's went on recently with all the recent events of, you know, we're not going to get into it, but he's always had a very level head. And, yeah, the opinions might be strong, but at least they're very well thought out and yep. they're very... It's it's if you have a dis- disagreement with them, you know that you're going to have a very good conversation following that, just based on the points that he puts out. That's and I, his, yep, and I can't. I hate to keep throwing back and forth, but the 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 same names. But you see that with Jeff Lindsay's post too. You see oh, that yeah. his personal Instagram. You start seeing more of the controversial posts about yeah. political sides. He's not. He's you're starting to see a transition where he's not afraid to show his political stance. Yeah. You're either with him or you're against him. Kind yeah. of that thing, and it's like I'm liking this transition to not being afraid to be edgy. Like, yeah, it, it's opening more doors for people to do what you guys have paved the way for. In my opinion, you guys, were, that, you guys it. were the podcast that paved the way for being who the fuck you are. Mm-hmm. And whether or not it's extreme cussing and beer drinking or it's clean and tidy, you're op- you've opened that door. You've started to pave the way for people to do that. And seeing Michael make the post that he did you're starting to see jeff make those certain posts you're starting to see more shows more personalities yeah step outside that box yeah and be who they are not who it's gonna make for better content a business suit wants content. them to be and but then you have also at the same time you have shows that aren't those people forcing it and then it's so obvious i mean i could rattle off example hence why example. i fucking hate the lover likes <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Look, well, it goes I, back to, hey, you're just a leaf off of our tree. No matter what you say about us, because there's people that do, oh, yeah. you're a leaf off of our tree. Hey, yep. And, I, and I, I want to be a personal advocate for this. So I'm I'm, I'm a big fan of, like, there's a wide aura, aura of, I can't pronounce words, aura. but like aura yeah. of, of media. <laughs> now, I'm I'm the type that, like, because I'm, I'm a big music junkie, uh, I like good movies, there's a lot of times that, and I'm not saying like the hunting industry is completely different, but like you have to separate what the artist is doing from what they actually believe. Because there's sometimes the guys are like, ah, oh, they're way the fuck out there, but like I love the product that they put out. So, but I don't think it's going to work in the hunting industry to where you're at the point where you're like, I'm faking it so hard that you don't know my political beliefs. Give me an example. So, all right, let's say uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. No, give okay. me a hunting industry example. Oh, hunting. In- oh, uh, I was gonna try to tie that in there. Um, <laughs> all right, let's say let's say. Um, oh man, I, I, like I don't want to generalize. Like I don't want to put anybody out. Like, all right, let's say let's say Waddell comes out on a very very strong political point that is something that I don't agree with. Right, like I, I'm I'm 100 against. I'm like, eh, and I, I don't want to bring up any hot topic issues, but for the sake of podcast, I will. Just say, just speaking generalizations, whatever. All right, let's say Trump twenty twenty. Just get on with it. <laughs> all right, yeah. Let's say. All right, let's. Yeah, we all know who we're voting <laughs> that, that's for. That's fine. <laughs> all right, you're who are we voting for? Michelle Obama. Get the fuck out. No, of I'm here. voting for Joe Jorgensen I or fi- Vermillion Supreme. One of the two. I figured you were not voting for Trump. 
Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not a Trump guy. I'm Listen, not, dude, not your different. Tinder girls aren't listening to this fucking podcast. Oh well, then fuck my point. <laughs> I'm fucking with you. I'm fucking <laughs> with you. No, because I, because I, this is the point. I think I think I want to make. Get on with so your point. So let's let's say yeah, I'm bored with this. Let's All say right. what else comes out and say it. Don't spray it, brother. I want to talk about Big Bucks. All right, with Billy C. Do you want do you want to finish my point because we can get to that because that's gonna be a better conversation. Go. I want right. to hear it. What all comes out and Done. endorses uh, someone for president? I say that's cool. He disagrees with me politically. I have friends that disagree with me politically, but I still love Waddell the Hunter. I think that that can still get by in the hunting industry, right? Yeah, I, agree. Yeah, I, agree. I, I think that. But the fact that he's making some political stance, but he's very good, and we keep using him as a as an example. He's very good at articulating the differences. So. It leads to more conscious and good conversation rather than just putting blanket statements out like, ah, bah, fuck Trump. That's my political views, who I'm voting for. Like, what the fuck? You didn't yeah, give there's me, sustenance you, to it. You didn't give me anything else to go for. At least I'm just saying he gives. Okay, I get it. That's a good point. So All if right, Steve I'll, kills a big buck this year and gets on video, would you put him on Wildest Dreams TV? Oh, my God. Okay, like would I put him on as a team member? No, as, as just an episode. I will say that I've been like low-key watching the show in the background it plays in the studio because like, we just have it rolling. And uh, I'm not a hey, fan you. of a ton of hunting shows, but like even with the volume off, I'm like looking up all these deer that are on the show. And dude, you got something going on, man. Uh, I'm digging it. I'm just glad we all share a common denominator and shoot elites. Yeah, that's a good thing, right? Yeah, I, I, uh, you know, I'm very fortunate that Christian and Larry gave me a chance. Good people. Um, I never. That's Great again people. another. Th- that was uh, completely unexpected. Larry and I had always talked back and forth. And yeah. I was at ATA. We were bullshitting, and all of a sudden, I found myself in a meeting, and the next thing I knew, I was shaking hands. And I was like, holy fuck. <laughs> what just happened? Yeah, what the fuck just <laughs> happened, you know? And yeah, it's cool. It's, just, it's, been, it's been great. We're it's, watching. What episode is this? This is my fall uh, 2019 hunt. This is October 4th. Ooh, and that's pretty. Here we go. Just a, just You're a, just hunting a, in Iowa. You got some yep. good CRP grasses <laughs> and a big old buck out yep. here. Just a... <laughs> how far is that buck right there? Oh, smoked him. 42. Well, I just no got, a, I just got a new idea for a show. It's uh, Someone else watches live videos and podcasts on it. I think that would be a... It's called Viral Outdoors. Okay. <laughs> Matt Buzz was checking out an outdoor channel. Sorry. It's really top notch quality. Are, are they on an Instagram live a bunch? So there was, I hope so. There was two. There was two specific <laughs> things I really wanted to take a hard left on with you okay. that we had discussed prior. Um, one we can lightly touch on balance. Yes. Those of you that are married and have have spouses, like, how do you balance? I'm out. You're out. It, me and Eric I'm are out. in on this. We're in. Okay. Steve, go to hell. You've been quiet, Eric, so I want to hear from you. <laughs> you don't have kids. No kids. But w- how do you balance that? Like, I don't have much to say. Like, my hunting isn't what ended my marriage. It was a, a vast variety of other things, but it yep. wasn't hunting. That mm-hmm. was actually a common denominator that her and I shared together that we enjoyed. Sure. Um, but how did you find the balance? Like, that was my biggest thing. Well, when I when we first started dating, me and my wife, I wasn't big into hunting like I am now. It was shotgun hunting. and Which makes I, it harder. It is harder. Right? And I just got into bow hunting, so she she was on the, the front end of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, over the years, it progressed, and then we started the podcast and all that, and we I really dove deep into bow hunting. And um, she saw my passion for 
for bow hunting and she sees my passion for all this shit working uh you know working on cars helping people out yep she understands it Mm -hmm. she gets it she knows i she hates that i do side jobs but she knows that's what i'm passionate about i love that money right not not just the money she (laughs) just she knows that i love helping people like if you would ask me to come weld your truck for you three hours away i'm like hey babe got a side job let me go help billy three hours away go do your thing yep yeah she understands that she knows how i am and how i work does okay so i guess my my biggest question would be does your does your passion of hunting has it ever gotten in and i'm kind of putting you a spot on the spot here has has your passion for hunting ever i'm not going to say jeopardize your marriage has it ever caused a problem in it like mm-hmm. has it has that ever been like you're hunting too much? I need you absolutely. here. Absolutely, absolutely. Because I've I, I hunt two hours away. Yep. There's oh. a spot I hunt two hours away, and there's this there's times where I'm going down there. I'm hunting. That's what I'm doing. And she wants me home, and I'm like, I I I took this time to be down here yep. hunting, but you want me home. I understand that, but I'm down here for a reason. I'm going to hunt and that stuff. Right. I, it see, sucked. It's yeah. terrible because I got to deal with it. But it's like, but then in in the end, she gets pissed at me. But then after she stops and thinks about it, it's like, okay, I understand what you're doing, and you love this and the passion you have for it. Yep, and and that's that's something that was huge for me. Like, you know, Morgan was huge on standing behind me. Like, she didn't have a whole lot of hobbies of her own. She just kind of picked up mine and, and yeah. rolled with it. It's like mm-hmm. you know she was into classic cars and we all went through our college drinking phase and sure like i never picked she never really picked out a hobby that was like non-alcohol driven like you know most 21 year olds yeah you know you want to go to races you know dirt track races what are you going to do at a fucking dirt track you know that kind of bar volleyball leagues you know she kind of she kind of found that passion and and she saw how much i wanted it and she stood behind me like yeah that woman sacrificed a fucking lot for me to to do what i did yeah not a lot of people know it but my oldest that's here hannah that's 10 like I've been raising Hannah with since she was a year and a half old. Like mm. that relationship with her mother sailed at eighteen months, and Morgan stepped in and and helped me. Oh yeah, yep. Morgan's helped raise Hannah, and um, it it took a lot. And like I said, I was really I was really a selfish person. And to learn, you know, I'm kind of getting super deep into my personal life here, which was not the intention, but yeah. It uh, it took a lot for me to learn the transformation between selfishness and passion. Yeah, for sure. And it's it's Ooh, a that's lot. a good that's a good uh, observation there, <laughs> man. Heavy dude. It took a lot. I have it, trouble with I, that. I mean, I'm I've not mastered it. I'm not saying I have, but I I learned that there's a difference between yeah. between those two. Yeah. And and uh, you're conscious of it, which is big. I'm conscious of it, and I hope that if they're if there's a rekindling of my marriage, then I hope to apply what I've learned. Yeah. Or if there's a new relationship, I hope to apply those same those right. same principles. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm, I'm kind of the opposite. Like my wife, she always gets mad at me because I can't say no to anyone. Yep. Like it's anyone, not that's a, not a bad trait, man. It's I mean, not. It's, it, it it's, is to a point. It's not. But, but she's like, like she, I kind of bitch about some stuff where okay, this guy asked for help. I don't want to go do it. I don't want to do it, but I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
it's like, good she's trait. like she's like you should say no sometimes like i just can't do it like that's that's I the person to, i am good, where good, I, good traits to a yeah. fault though aren't all that bad right right and that's I mean? exactly why eric answers every time i call <laughs> he's like i don't want to answer this even if he fuck, answers with what the fuck do you yeah, want what the fuck do you want i'm every only answer yeah, if i miss a call i'm gonna call you back yeah. that's yeah. How I, am. I had to i had to learn you know how to say no and that was a, a lot of things that i struggled with too like you know i was trying to get a big break and it was like you know everybody kept telling me the way into the industry is to be a cameraman dude i would take you know there was I'm not going to talk about how much I make a year or anything like that, but I would take substantial pay cuts just to go run a camera for somebody in the industry. Yeah. Like I would sacrifice my job, my daily, you know, I would, I would sacrifice my financial stability because you're passionate about it just to go fucking do that. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you who it was for, but there were people on this listening to this that are in the industry that produce are going to shit their pants. When I fucking started, I was doing it for 50 bucks a day. No kidding. Oh, dude. I was taking it in the fucking shorts just just, just <laughs> to shorts. just to be there. You know what You're I mean? You're making the mule man I, wages. I, I do get that, though. Like, uh, like if you go back to the relationship thing, just start with that. Like, Sam ran head first into what I do because I've already, I already had a lot of deer on the wall Like when I started dating my wife. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, how you are saying like, you started jeopardizing your job. I, I honestly still, with even, like, the people that depend on me, I need – this is something I'm working on. Um, like, if hunt offers come up, I'm like, all right, yeah, I'm good. Can you get the days off? <laughs> yeah, sure. And then I don't know if I can actually get the days off from work, and then I go on a hunt. This happened last year. Not, not even fucking kidding. I was – I was in Portland, Oregon, and my boss was calling me going, where the fuck are you? And I go, I'm in Portland. I'm on a hunt. You need to get the fuck back here. Otherwise, your job might be in trouble. And I don't want to fire you, but HR will because it's – or LR, labor relations is going to be fucking pissed. And I'm like, I'm in Portland. I'll figure it out when I get back. (laughs) Fuck it. And he's like, all right, dude. Just so you know – there might not be nothing like, and my boss is awesome. Yep. And he's like, there might not, not be much I can do for you. He was looking back. out for your oh, ass. His, his hand is tied. He's like, what? And <laughs> yeah. See, the thing. It's like, it, it, am I not going to go? No. Right. That's, it, it was a hard balance for me to learn. Be, and that's kind of why I'm glad I landed where I did. Shitty choices on my end, right? But I mean, but also, like, you didn't have your daughter then, did you? Or you had just had her? I had had her. Yeah, I'd had her at the point. She was, uh, She's about six months old at the time. A little bit of selfishness. Little, yes. A little bit. But I'm also like, I'll figure it out. You right. Know? You and know. if you're in a financial situation where you can do that, like you can afford to do that. But That's what I'm saying. Like I'm working on it, right? Yep. And that, I mean, that's what, kind of where I'm at now, like where I landed with my job. Like I work for my family. They always yeah. say the, the crazy part about my job now is I, I work for one of my best friends through high school and literally my blood cousin. Like one of my best friends throughout high school kindergarten everything like he was there through the through it all he married into my blood relation mm-hmm. and i work for my you know i work for them they own the company yeah and i'm fortunate enough that i could go to them and they know what i do and i can get that time off and whether yeah. or not i have paid vacation or not doesn't matter they might let me have the time off yeah but they're also not afraid to tell me no and i you know you got to play your cards 
That's true. Play your cards. I asked for this past weekend off to go down to the Ozarks with my mom and my daughter to see my brother and sister. I got told no. Yeah. We were short-staffed. I stayed around, and I helped. Yeah. And it turns out we had a There's give and take. There's give and take. Right. But you can bet your sweet ass when it comes to October, November, November I'm going to be like, I ain't fucking working Monday. Like, you know what? I'm going to take a long month. You know, there's a high-pressure system coming in. Um, I'm going to cash in that check I'm right out. now. <laughs> you, you know what? Fuck me, probably. So I made a pact with myself. Like, and I, when I said I made a pack, but this is like back when I was like 18, 19, 20, like working farm jobs where my boss was a good dude, but it, I'm fortunate now that my boss was a hard ass in a way that made me responsible for shit I did then because it formed like me now in my career, right? Um, but I told myself back then, no one's going to tell me that I can't go hunting. Right. No matter what it is. Like, I'll figure it out. And that's the fucking thing that probably will fuck me that, in the future. I had that mentality. I clashed with my parents a lot. My dad, big time. Yeah. Um, my dad is was a workaholic. He's, I will not take anything away from him. He is one of the hardest working men I know. He's yeah. a wealthy person. You, you got to respect that. Like a hard working. Oh, dude. You, I mean, he won't be outworked. He's worked for everything he's fucking got. Mm-hmm. He's very wealthy, has some great land, and I don't hunt it. Yeah. And if he listens to this podcast, I know, I hope he he knows that I mean this in the utmost respect, but he was my one of my biggest haters Yeah. when I started this. It was, you don't deserve to hunt this ground because you don't appreciate what I've done to obtain it and a bunch mm. of this other shit. And we clashed heads for a while about it. Yeah. And then I started getting some traction and the show started to grow. And then he started seeing the business side of it. Yeah. As to, oh, you're actually getting something back out of this. He saw that you were actually working yep. with your passion yep. and your hustle. And then, like I said earlier, you find out who your friends are. It turned into what can you get me this for? Yeah. And that kind of thing. And don't get me wrong. I coyote hunt on his land and stuff like that. I love the man to death. We just work better when I don't hunt his land. Yeah. I, I actually enjoy our relationship more when I hunt the ground that I'm able to hunt and I don't touch his. Right. The whole relationship is a lot better that way, but he was, I considered him one of my biggest haters when I started doing all this. Yeah. And he's now turned into one of my biggest doubters. Let's say doubters. He, he was one of my biggest doubters, I guess. He was one of my yeah. biggest doubters that it was never going to work and I wasn't doing anything right and that kind of stuff. And it, it turned into he's one of my biggest fans. Mm-hmm. And that is huge yeah. for me. Like, That's awesome to hear. Getting the hugs and from him and the notoriety and just seeing the sense of pride that he has. Like, yeah. It turned into he was motivating me as a doubter to now he supports me and I want to keep making him proud. Right. Yeah. Like, no, that makes sense. It's, it's funny how the table turned and all of it turned out to be I don't want my dad to see me fail. Right. Like, that was huge. Exactly. That's huge for me. So if yeah, he's mm-hmm. listening to this, dad, I mean that in the utmost respect and I love you to fucking death. Yeah, that's cool, man. Like, that that's was cool. that was huge for me. He was, he, whether he knows it or not, he was he was one of my biggest pushers. Yeah, no, I mean that makes that makes perfect sense, man. 
It does. Doubt people that are doubt you what you're doing. That's that's good. And I do like that this podcast has been less about like hunting tips and tactics and more about like uh, kind of like self growth as a person and a hunter too. Oh, like, absolutely. So I know I know there's guys out there that are that are listening to think about starting a podcast or a film project or something like that. That, that when you started this, this podcast, them. did you ever think you'd have Michael Waddell on it? Fuck hell no. <laughs> Fuck no, Hell not, the not, fuck not, no. Not in my wildest dreams. Fuck. Ah, <laughs> there it is. Hey, but, we, but when we had T-Bone on like 15 episodes in, it's like, mm, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, maybe. You know, it, it's those guys are so awesome to do our show. You oh, know? yeah. But he doesn't have to wear our hat. No. He no. doesn't have to wear our hat that looks like he's been wearing our hat. He's, like, I looked at that hat. I'm like, damn, dude, we're going to send him another hat. Like, right. the thing's a little, a little tired there. So like, kind of like Doug's. Doug's got dude, a little I, sweatband going. A couple hey, Doug just looks sleepy as it is. On. <laughs> yeah, he's, <laughs> he's sweating in his office. It's actually one of my favorite hats. I love that camo. Dude, you were rocking our hat all over your show, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, Tug, you're a sweat. You know, I, I like to support people that that uh, have a like mind, and that's for sure. I mean, that's kind of why I shot that video and, for and whatnot. Sure. Like that fucking hat brought me a lot of luck, dude. Hey, keep it rocking. Did you get laid in that hat? Um, no, actually. <laughs> he had to think about it. He had to think about it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, no. He had some booners on that. That's all right. I'm not even going to talk about how abstinent I've been in the past year, but. Yeah, you should. This is a Christian podcast. Yeah. We, I, I, we've poached <laughs> no, two dude. deer and we love Jesus. That, yeah, this is the, that, that hat saw a lot of elk sheds hit a pack. and, and that was Yeah. A lot, I mean, it was a lot of fun. Dude, you had that thing fucking rocking everywhere, man. I was trying. It was kick ass. I was trying. Um, what what other shows do you collaborate with? Like you know, just in the game because it shows. I think people have learned to get your mindset, how you are as a person, your morals, your values, your ethics. So if people are like, "Hey," either they already know your show, or they're like, "I'm going to check it out. I like this guy, whatever," right. um, or they hate you. Yep. Mean, whatever it is, <laughs> whatever they want. They hate you. Just like I'm, check I'm, out. I'm, I'm just I don't kidding. Fucking care. <laughs> thanks, <laughs> for the, thanks for the view. I'm kidding. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for the view. Thanks. Um, <laughs> But, I mean, if you're collabing with other people with the mindset and the conversation we've had, it means it's probably worth checking out if people are into what you are and what you're doing. The I would say the most show collaboration that I do with another TV show would be Arrow Wild TV, yeah. Johnny Utah. Um, he's, one, he's one of the biggest. Um, <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> man, John and I just work so well together, and, and you know, he's been on this podcast i think a couple times yeah. now oh, yeah. but five times or so. he he's been one of my biggest collabs i mean i filmed him kill a buck he came and shot a turkey on my farm i filmed him you know kill that and we've bounced one another back and forth he's hired me to come run a camera photography stuff dude off subject his, his merch is outrageous like the shed cat stickers and then there's a sticker on here do, do he, you know where the shed cat started uh i gotta hear this so i gotta hear this so him and i showed up to a property and we were gonna we were gonna do some shed hunting on a on a on a piece of ground where can you guys hear that just what keep going i don't hear nothing yeah i hear nothing do you think um it's aliens it's okay it's the aliens (laughs) yeah you brought them you told me that's the grays, bro. They're about to take your skinny six foot ass up in the fucking spaceship and probe you, bro. Oh my god, that was probably the most homosexual thing you've ever said in your life. <laughs> All right, shed cat. Yeah, well. shed cat. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have personal conversation. Okay, um, shed cat. Shed cat. So if we're gonna touch on shed cat, um, Johnny and I showed up to this property that we were gonna start shed hunting, and he had found some sheds there. 
uh, prior, but he wanted to try and find the other sides. Well, there's a house right across the road. And I swear to God, there was more cats on that property than there were hunters in Illinois. So you got the crazy cat lady. Oh, my God. On steroids. Anyway, this crazy cat lady died with Viagra in her fucking pillbox. This one cat just wouldn't leave us alone. And it was, it ended up being the cat that was in that video, but it, like, it wouldn't leave us alone. Did you take it? No, we, it went back home, but it wouldn't leave us alone and started following us and we got about halfway across the field and i was like well i guess instead of a shed dog we got a shed cat <laughs> and it was like like i said that and it was like boom a boom. light bulb went off <laughs> a light bulb went off in in john's head like shed cat shed cat, shed cat. There so it is. throughout the entire shed hunt no joke like that cat stayed on our heels on my shoulder or on john's shoulder and we did. He followed you everywhere. Yeah, he did. We did the whole episode really? with that cat, and it was like awesome. fucking shed cat. Cats like, are fucking weird. Dude, man. It's 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 incredible. So I've, I've got a sticker of the shed cat. And I know there's a shirt out there, and there's a couple of different designs. I remember seeing the teaser, and it was like Johnny Utah walking, and then there's this cat just following you guys yep, in the timber. I'm out. like, once that cat started following, like I was on the lens. Obviously, he hired me to you know he hired me to come run camera for him that weekend, and and uh, dude, I just. I just manned up on the lens and I'm like, this fucking cat's shed making, cat. yeah, this yeah. cat's making the episode. If we don't find a shed, this cat's going to be all about it. Like, we're going <laughs> yeah. to have some pussy in a hunting episode one way or another. <laughs> it, it's so underappreciated and uh, it, it's one of my favorite things. And the artwork he has, so the sticker I have, um, you know, somebody obviously, not, not a caricature, but uh, drew him yep. as a cartoon and... I, to me, when he handed me that sticker, I was like, "Dude, that's that's insane!" Because that's like what like a lot of underground artists will do. Yep. And when, when you know that guys are above the like they're above the level that they're actually at right now, Johnny, you being one of them too, like they're putting out great things. It's like I. I still to this day, I put that in a uh, a piece of wax paper and I'm saving it because I know in probably ten fifteen years. We're going to look back on that, and people are going to be talking about that. That's how I felt. That's how good I felt about that, where it was like, okay, I ask everybody that sold a 69 Camaro, and they're like, ah, hey, fuck, I'm not going to 70 Camaro. Oh, brown knows yeah. what's going on. That's, that's where I was at with that one. I've been on a podcast for a while, but this is my time to suck some ass a little Jesus, bit. Jesus, <laughs> Johnny. I'm just saying, when I saw how good that artwork looked and knowing that, you know, knowing how that you're part you know of you're earning your way to not being on the podcast again for seven episodes. Jesus, Johnny. <laughs> no, I just, I, I, I thought it was a, I thought it was a good marketing tool. It was seven. Fan- I don't know how many it was. Fuck, <laughs> fuck it, ten. Let's, let's ten. Johnny's the man. I, I mean, yeah. No, Johnny is the man. I was just giving Steve shit. That's uh, that was really my whole. Because because you just, know that Chet Cat sticker is fantastic, right? Oh, yeah, dude, dude Chet Cat's great. <laughs> you fucker. <laughs> yeah, that's good shit. It's, I was telling them like how it all started. Like it was, it was just completely fucking random. It was. I mean, it it's was so just, awesome. It's those moments, though, man. Yeah, it. That's just what made it. And like, I mean. John it's that dumb I, shit that takes off. Yeah, it, it's that it, dumb it, shit yeah. that takes off. See this podcast. And that's why I love. <laughs> exactly. like, that's why I love Johnny so much. Like he's just got a super creative mind. Like oh, he, he does. It's, it's always working. And you yeah. know, we went on a we went on a shed hunt to South Dakota, and I mean, just to show how off the wall he is, it's like, hey, you want to leave in three days to go shed hunting? Well, shed hunting's done around here. I'm like, I'm fucking talking about South South Dakota. You want to go find some more elk sheds? Like I'm Jones and get back. He's like. 
fuck it let's go let's go <laughs> like, and that's just kind of how it was and it was it was like hey can you get off work earlier and like we ended up taking an extra day and a half off and fuck that's it awesome. let's go spend some time in the mountains and like that's freedom right there yeah. man he you know, texted me he's like hey can you build a ladder act for my truck i'm like yeah come on down yeah let's we'll go build one this weekend oh you did let's go we didn't build one for it but he ended up going a different route but i'm like yeah whatever you want we you know give me some measurements we can figure it out yeah, I don't. That's I don't awesome. know what he ended up doing, you know, yet with that. But yeah, it's just his his. Uh, the, if if I had to nitpick one thing about Johnny, and I, he's gonna <laughs> laugh when he hears this, I wish that motherfucker would learn how to use cruise control. Oh, <laughs> oh he's, he's, he's a throttle those. on, throttle off guy, huh? Yeah. Well, uh, and it comes that way because he comes from a racing background. Yeah. But dude, going out to South Dakota, it's like sixty five, eighty five. 65, 85, cruising along at <laughs> 73. I'm like, Johnny, use that fucking button. <laughs> like the fucking button. Other. Use that button you paid for. <laughs> God damn it. Dude, I'm 85 the whole way. Dude, yeah. I'm the same way. Like, fucking get me there. Like, yeah. <laughs> let's ride. Hey. 85, 65, I'm sleeping. I can sleep. Oh, so, hey, I want to I wanna do that. Steve, you were trying to. Because you know where I was trying to go. I was like, dude. No, we, I don't. We've been doing this almost, almost two hours. Are we finally going to get to hear the story about when his daughter killed that buck? Or are we going to. Because I I really well, want to hear told this. the story, but I don't know how much further. No, like I, like I want to like. That's fine. I, I mean, we can, yeah. I just yeah. I just wanted to hear like. No, listen, we can. You're just being awkward about the transition, is all. Real <laughs> awkward. Okay, I'm sorry. You just put me on the spot. Hey. I forget how. She hey, shot Billy. That deer. Do your thing. Um. Yeah. There you go. Okay. <laughs> we went to a good simple as that. Give we me went another beer wire. We went to another state without a tag, and just figured fuck it, and just shot the. deer. No one will know. No. That's that's exactly what we did. You're just drifting. Yep. <laughs> you're just doing your thing. Yep. Oh, you didn't have a tag. You're just drifting. Yep, I guess. You went to stand yeah. without a tag. Yep. You took your bow Fuck and your gun with you. Bro, did you shoot that deer without a tag? Nah, bro. I'm just drifting. Ooh. Okay, so just out here, dude. So real story. We went to. By the uh, way, I own that name. We went to a farm. We went to a farm uh, that is owned by my family and uh, set up a blind on a whim. And and just set up over a cut cornfield. Like I literally had no expectations. Did not. It was a deer I called Rocky. I had actually had the deer's picture two miles north on a trail camera. No kidding. Yep, two miles north on my grandpa's. That's all I had had. Um, I had had a few of him on on the farm that I was on, but a, a guy that used to be on the team, Logan Gibbs, he had pictures of him. Uh, a lot more pictures of him. Shit ton more pictures of him. He was like on Logan a hundred times more than me. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea. This, that, this was just a couple of years ago. This was last December. Last season. Yep. This was just okay. last season. Okay. I was, dude, I was in a bad place mentally last season and I was just kind of in a fuck it attitude. Yeah. Like, that's why I killed a deer on October the 4th. I was like, I don't even feel like being on a tree. Yep. You'll do. You're fucking dead. You're it's in a mental a, state of hunting, man. Yep. In a rut. Yep. I was just in a, I mean, I was in a rut mentally, emotionally, just, I was get, fucking done. I get that. You know what I mean? Hey. And I just I just did what I needed to do and got the fuck out. Yeah. And when it came time to her, for her to hunt, I'm like, you know what? She wants to go. I'm just going to go somewhere where I know there's a good number of deer. And if she wants to shoot something, she can shoot something. Yeah. You know, you season, she shot a doe. You know, she passed on shooting a duck or a, a buck. A duck? A duck. Yep. <laughs> I would give her $100 if she could shoot a duck out of the air. <laughs> Promise you she shouldn't. She couldn't. Anyway... She's good with a rifle, though. I wouldn't want to be in her sights. But anyway, you know, I shotgun season, she wanted to go. She expressed it. And I was like, I'm just going to take her to where there's the highest density of deer. And if there's one there that she likes, 
fucking have at it. Right. That's what it's about. Yep. So we went out, and it was legit like a dirty hunt. Set up the blind, popped it up, set it down. Sorry, I got distracted watching your show on the screen. <laughs> and uh, That's where you just got fucked up. And we just, you know, sat there, and as the night went on, you know, the sun starts setting like a, like it always does in the in the gun season, and boom, this deer comes out. And we called him Rocky, and I'm like, holy shit, it's Rocky. Like Rocky sm- Balboa? A, yeah. A, a smaller buck had come out and some does and whatnot. And anyway, Rocky comes out, and it was like all hands on deck. She tried getting on him, couldn't get on him, and he disappears just over this little crest. Now, there was like a cut cornfield and some CRP, and he was off to our south. Mm-hmm. So I'm waiting for him to reappear, and he's not reappearing. I'm like, well, you know, he's still out there. Like, we're yeah. either going to bump him when we leave or whatever. For whatever reason, he comes back up at a pretty good clip. I don't know if there's a coyote in the CRP or what, but he comes up and he just stands on the hill like all proud. And I was like, yeah, you know, Vortex Rangefinder, sorry, you guys are loopholed. But boom, hit him. And 159 yards. I'm like, doable. Yeah, definitely you doable. Know? So she was like on, she's on the shooting sticks, you know, red dots. She's got a, she's got a crossfire two scope, three to nine by 40. Mm-hmm. Pretty basic. Anyway, it's all set up, ready to go. And I said, hold right on him. He was 159. I'm like, you know, I knew she was sighted in like two inches high at a, at a hundred or something like that. I figured it'd be dead on at 150. Right. Yeah. She right. shoots and, Hits right underneath him. And he literally does a 180. Did you know it was right underneath, right out the gate? I saw the dirt fly. Oh, okay. I was watching through binoculars. I couldn't get the camera on him. I could see, like, up over the top of her, but yeah. where the cam- where I had the camera and tripod, I couldn't see him. It was too low, and it was too much to fuck with. Right. Hey, I get it. So it was, you know, it went into those. I went. In, I call it, I went into dad mode. Hey, I was just going to oh, say for that. Sure. Just I get went, it. Yep, I went into dad mode. Yeah. And Man. I saw the dirt fly, and I was like, because she was low, you know asked her and i was like where'd you hold dead on him i said hold on his spine like right on top of his back behind the shoulder squeeze it off and for whatever reason like the first shot went off and and she all he did is he did a 180 like he didn't go i'm he didn't go three feet forward he didn't go three feet backwards i'm just fucking telling you he was feet planted the shot went off he didn't move and literally the only thing he did was a 180 it was a strangest thing i've ever seen it was like here try this side yeah <laughs> try again <laughs> yeah have it's it this a, side. yeah how about, yep, try this side and i told her to hold on top of his back and she let it go and i watched like i watched the you see that wave when yep. a bullet oh, hits yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. and i saw that wave hit because i was watching through the binoculars <laughs> i saw that hit and i'm like <gasps> and he literally went went five yards five or ten yards he did not go over ten yards i swear to god he didn't and he just stood there and he like looked around and I'm like, fuck it. You know, I know she didn't miss him. Like, yeah. where, you know, where did, where did she hit? Like, you just see the wave of the bullet. You don't yeah. know exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. This fucker. And yeah. he did that whole, like his butt did the whole wobble. And I was like, oh, oh my fuck. Oh <laughs> like I started to freak out. Who and yelled booyah first? Dude, we were going across, <laughs> we were running across that field and I was like Snapchatting and shit. And dude, I just like, I, as a dad, I just fucking lost it. Like my fucking tears started rolling. Oh, out. Bet, man. And we can were only rolling. Imagine. And, I, and we knew that it was Rocky and she's like, we're going across the field and I'm like, you did it, Hannah. You did it. I'm so proud of you. And she goes, daddy, I did it because of you. Daddy, I oh, shot Rocky. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> Waterfall. Oh, dude. Waterfall. I'm in like I'm a hard headed motherfucker. Bro, just the dust start, in the air. You start hitting me like that, dude. 
I lost. Daddy, I did it because of you. Dude, oh. I lost my shit. Dude. Oh yeah, oh, man, I, I lost imagine. my shit. It was, it was. Hit you right in the gills, and yeah, it went from like <laughs> taking me the lowest of the lows, not giving a fuck seasons to. Like, there's nothing better than this. Yeah, right, like you right. hit the top there. Yep. Like, what? Yeah. That's awesome, dude. That's is so it, cool. Is that is that the best moment in your life other than losing your virginity? Like, is that like other than other than literally watching my children be born? Like, I that I, I wasn't the guy that stayed up by the head. Like, I literally watched my kids come into this world. Next to that, that was probably one of the best moments of my life. That's got to be fucking insane. Like, you see a new machine come off the line, and all of a sudden, they're killing deer, and they're loving you. It's a like, new machine. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. It was, probably one of the, it was probably one of the best moments. New I can't machine. imagine. I, I, okay, I, I, I'm not a father. I can imagine, and machine. I can't imagine well, yeah, at the same time. See, yep, it's, you know it's, what I mean? It's crazy, because when you're as passionate about it as we are, like, yeah. When it literally tugs at your heartstrings, when you live and fucking breathe for this, yeah. and you watch something that you brought into this world that you, yeah, something that has your blood pumping through their veins, and they are passionate about the same thing you are, yeah. and it hits them like that, and they're like, I did this because of you. I love you. Uh-huh. And yeah. they killed the, the inches didn't fucking matter. Oh, she's, oh, no. she's killed a buck before. She's killed a couple does. I oh, could have smoked the fucking button buck, dude. This fucking it was dope. the fact that like we had a deer on camera that we were after. You know, Some people don't like that. Some people do. I, I wasn't hunting him that hard. It was just like I knew he was in the area, but he was so inconsistent. Yeah, and, uh, if know, he's there, he's there. If right. he's there, he's there. What, what the fuck ever. Like, and it was always nocturnal. It was never in daylight. So he's just timed out to be. Yeah. It, That's it, awesome. It ended up be, being what it was, and I was just like, the whole thing was just overwhelming emotionally. I can't, man, I can imagine, like, thinking about that. Like, I can't imagine stoked. that. You can't? No. I don't know. I, so I, I can't imagine, but I can because I do have a daughter, right? Like, so it's like the <laughs> yeah. timing. Yeah, you're like, closer than us. I have my daughter obsessed with deer. Like, she sees... I, I bought an antelope decoy because I'm going antelope hunting uh, yep. this fall. And she crawled in the studio while I was working last night, and she sees the picture of the antelope on the box, and she's like, deer, freaking out. I mean, she's 14 months. She knows. She Deer is one of her few words. All excited about it. So she was eating, and I got done working. I popped the decoy out and ran out into the, in the kitchen with this antelope decoy and she's like oh shit like a deer <laughs> like all stoked about it like, oh shit's real like, deer so from that <laughs> to like <laughs> dad yeah like from that to hopefully one day shooting a deer like that like i, I can't imagine that but at the same time i you can't, can't really under- we, we've uh, i'm not not to take away from you guys but i'm gonna add to it so you guys can have a real conversation but we've had um a, a lot of a lot of girls that we've had on here that talk they're like yeah my dad was the manly man always wanted sons stuck with two three daughters and then one of the daughters i think allison's uh one of them you know two daughters she latched on a hunting so for a father to be able to share his love with his kids you know it doesn't matter they're 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 a boy or girl i mean obviously there's that manly thing like yeah i want a son you know so you can dunk on fools and we can go shoot deer you know so i can celebrate fridays like how i used to yeah I'm just talking a little bit of shit, but it's, um, there's there, there's that that fine line of yeah, you want to be a father, um, you want to be the best fa- best father you can, but when your kids start taking interest in your shit, I I'm so curious of how that dynamic is, and and Kurt's a new father to a to a daughter, but you know, obviously you have a daughter that's if your sport here, if your sport is drinking beer all the time your kids are going to want to drink beer. Shit. If, 
If you're, if you're passionate about drinking, that's not good. If you're passionate about drinking beer, 100 percent of the time, that's what they're going to be passionate about. It's all how you raise them. Yeah, really. I mean, I, I'm not for sure. I'm not a top Eesh. parent by, by <laughs> any means, but I, Hannah knows my passion. She knows that I live and breathe mm-hmm. this shit. And it, whether or not it was on video or not, I'm still going to fucking do it. Yeah, right. for sure. It, because it's what makes my heart pump. Like it's it's just. <laughs> We've cried over it. We've we've yeah. sat over a deer. We've sat over a turkey, and she's held me, and she's cried, and I've cried with her. I mean, if you keep watching all the episodes, you're going to see me ball like a baby when she shot her That's first cool, buck. Um, I appreciate that a lot, though. Like mm-hmm. emotion in it. Like you can be this edgy dude, but. That's that's what shows. It's like how you feel about like the actual. And I it wasn't ever a it wasn't ever a you're going hunting with me yeah it was a do you want to go right i can't tell you the money i've wasted on tags and she's gone for two hours and then not gone again i had that doesn't matter at the point though no i'd have i'd have i wanted her to to want to do it yes exactly and if she didn't want to do it i didn't want to push her to do it the the last thing i ever wanted to be forced was taking a life like that's something that shouldn't be forced for sure at the end of the day it's it's something that has weight to it yes it's still a life you're still killing something yeah 100 percent. the 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 line i struggle with now is and i don't know if this will piss people off or not i don't really fucking care but hannah doesn't eat meat Mm -hmm. so our entire other family does. I mean, yeah. the rest of our family does. I eat deer meat like it's going out of style. Yeah. But she is like hot dogs, McDonald's chicken nuggets, and that's about it. When it comes <laughs> Great to, diet. Yeah. When I'm com- when, you know, when it comes down to eating meat. like She's also young, though. Like. Yep. She, she hasn't tried it yet, I guess, so to speak. But I'm hoping that it'll branch off into it. Yeah. That's the, like, if I had to pick, like, what's next, like, that's the biggest thing. Like, Hannah... She understands she's taken a life and that that life means something and that it is feeding our family. She understands that. But my next transition is, do you really love deer meat? You just don't enjoy the thought of it at the moment. That makes sense. Like, so that's going to be my next transition of, will you please try it? Like, yeah. Like, Hey, cook with me. Yep. Let's make something cool together or something like that. You know, my, my stepdad is like one of the best grill masters I know, like, I haven't found anybody yet that can beat his chicken. Yeah. She will not, absolutely will not try his chicken, but she'll eat the fuck out of some chicken nuggets from Arby's or Burger <laughs> right, King. Right. Or she's a, a mindset. She's like a Hannah, you don't understand. Like, yeah. Like if I threw some breading on your stepdad's, you know, on, on Harris's chicken, you'd, you'd love die it. over it. Yeah. yeah you'd, right. oh, dude, I'd, right. you'd kill for it. I, I got a that friend of mine. I get that. She's a, let me get some of that chicken. So if she's going to be part of the, if she's going to be part of the life, like, I would like her to consume it's it. It's next, man. Sure. It, it's a mindset yeah. thing because my sister was the same way growing up. And then my dad made chili and didn't tell her it was deer meat. And she said, Dad, this is the best chili you ever made. There's it was deer, deer meat. meat. <laughs> right. Oh, Boom. shit. I didn't know it was that good. And then that changed everything, you know. I've I, I've got a friend. She's uh, she's vegan and she's raising her kid to be vegan. But her father is a hunter. So she's not upset yeah, about fuck it fuck her dude well but she's not upset she's like she goes hey that's what we do here but the greatest thing about it is no like leftist bitch podcast i don't bring jesus her up, dude. <laughs> no she's she she's perfect because she like she doesn't care she's like yeah she's, i i know my per- dad so you want you want to date her is what you're saying no she's perfect but she doesn't steve you know you are? she, you're a sump <laughs> 
Boys that Doug's like, what the fuck do you know what that is? You're a meat simp, bro. Okay, I'm going to be the first to admit, I don't know what the fuck a simp is. Yeah, bro, you... Hey, let me ask you this. Have you ever loved a woman who doesn't love you? And uh, give yeah. you, yeah, you're a simp, bro. That's why that hit you so hard, huh, Steve? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, asswipe. <laughs> no, here's the thing. The truth hurts, bro. All right, all right, fuck it. All right, I'm a simp. Oh, it's my it's God, I am. he admitted it. It's who I am. It's who I am. But. What? You can never admit it. Shut Fucking up, bro. Simp. I'm, I'm simping hard, bro. I'm a simpleton. You're a super simp, dude. Super you're simp. Hey, simps. But regardless, her, her dad hunts, and it's. Steve, not everybody can trip into a 150. <laughs> Steve can't trip Steve, into a fucking. Steve, Steve dude, I can't, can't trip into a one hundred. Dude, I can't trip into a fucking good luck streak to save my fucking life, Steve bro. Can't slip into a, trip into dude. a twenty. Dude, I can't trip into a good credit score, no matter how fucking hard I try, bro. <laughs> right, it's like, Steve, not about me. Steve can't trip into a twenty dollar bill. <laughs> just, <laughs> I just can't do trip. yourself a favor and stay out of those Tinder teens. Oh, is that a thing? <laughs> I don't have fucking any idea. Oh. I'm just throwing oh, fucking shots. Make that up. I don't know soul. nothing about that. All right, dude. Chris uh, Lee over here. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. Oh, Who's Chris Lee? Me or the good looking one? You. I'm not. I do not you. look like. Dude, if I look like Chris Lee, dude with I'd less pr- options is going straight for. It's <laughs> <laughs> a fact. I don't know. Fuck. All right. Anyway, back to my original point. Like, I'm deflecting the haters. Like, you guys are a bunch of sweats. All right. Dude, we don't oh. care about this vegan chick you tried to bang for three years and weren't successful. Like, shit. We're literally over there. You guys don't care, but somebody else might. That's <laughs> why I said in the beginning, you just want to banger and you can't. No, no. Yeah. Steve's panic texting. Remember I told you to listen to my podcast? Don't listen. <laughs> Regardless of no, what I'm you guys not. think, if I may or may want to fuck her. I do. I want to fuck the brakes up. She just um, smells like croutons the whole time. <laughs> Dude, yeah, without the milk. Croutons and spinach. We took a bad turn here. But, I'm uh, just going to say, Old though, yeah. Kale from Target. <laughs> Might as well kill her fucking time, right? Where are we at right now? Shut up, Billy. See, we're on the working class bar. Fucking almonds. We're at the very end. I'm not even gonna fucking go into this point. Are you guys? You guys don't deserve. We don't give a fuck about your girlfriend. Subscribe to our Patreon and see if I ever end up with this lady. Workingclassbowhunter dot com slash backslash Patreon. You're not gonna end up with her. I can tell you that right now. Huh? I've already got videos to prove it. Oh, what? All right, that's enough. Doug. Steve banged a cob salad. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) A little bit of ham. I've been watching your Snapchat. Uh Uh-oh. You shoot some... You have some big deer on camera. I do. I pass up some big deer, too. I I was just going to say, are you... you Like, I've always wanted to talk to you on this podcast. There we go. Because you're the quiet... Here we go. I'll be honest. I've listened to a lot of podcasts. I'm going to need a beer for this one. I've listened to a lot of these a lot of these podcasts, and you're always a quiet one. And that was my goal is to put you on the spot. You gonna pick his? You gonna pick his brain a little bit? A little bit. How come you're? I, two things. I want to know why you're so quiet. And B, where are all these big deer that I keep seeing? In the woods. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's so quiet. I gotta you keep hunt, quiet about them. Am hey, I am hey. I right? You hunt with your your mom? Yeah, your mom. mom hunts. That's fucking sweet, dude. Yeah, keep that quiet. She already bro. killed one of the big ones. Did she? Mm-hmm. She does every year. She does. So what are you talking about? So do you harbor them so you can like I'm I'm being real with you right now. Like is it kind of a family thing for you guys to shotgun bow hunt together? Like you, yeah. you and your mom, that kind of deal? That's a huge bond. That's yeah. a that's rare actually. She um she was bow hunting before I started. Really? Mm-hmm. But you don't find that, especially I mean She's I'm a not badass. Trying, I'm not trying to call her old, but you don't you don't find 
like we're all late twenties, early thirties guys. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't see that with with our parents, you, not especially common. not in women. Yeah, that's yeah, huge. Not that common. She yeah, she kind of paved, paved and she was that like way Katie Seagal, <laughs> whatever her name is. Did your, so did oh yeah. I don't know anything about your family. So does your did your dad grow up bow hunting? Yeah, he well he grew up shotgun hunting, really? and then um, like back in the eighties, him and my uncle, my mom's brother, started bow hunting. Wow, and that's what it started at all. So. And then now the whole family just bow hunts. So it was like bred into you. Oh, yeah. It was done deal. See, like, that kind of shit intrigues the ever-living hell out of me because I legitimately, like, I can honestly say this. I did not know bow hunting existed until I was 14 years old. I feel feel bad for people like that. That's how sheltered I was. Yeah, but I'm not, like, too far off of that, though. I was was 10. I didn't know. It is nice to hear, like, that you went and learned on your own but i I was i literally that information was fed to me like i had touched on the beginning like when somebody mentioned bow hunting i'm like what like i i was that naive i thought that there was only shotgun hunting like i thought there was only grab your guns and shove every deer out and throw as many bullets as you possibly could yeah and that's how i'd say this a million times like i didn't know i didn't even touch a bow until i was 20 years old that's see that that's wild, and like, it's because of the Schmidt family. Like this whole family, they're the ones that got me into bow hunting. They're the ones that that's cool. Said, hey, though. come hunt my farm. Yeah, they didn't let anyone fucking hunt. I was touching 116 bucks before I could even touch a gun. Oh, that's wow. awesome, man. That is really cool. It's crazy. Yeah, that's a rare yeah. thing, and that's cool, Eric. That like that that rolled in that way. You know what I mean? It's yeah, because if, if it wasn't for them, I would have never bought a bow because I never grew up bow hunting. My dad has never shot a bow. We yep. grew up shotgun hunting, and then their family's the one that said, "Hey, just buy a bow, and then you can come shoot a doe on our farm, and yeah. kind of get into it and, and he, see see if you like it or not." And he yeah. survived all our shit talking to. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, for that's, sure. That's it's cool. It's crazy. Hum- it's humbling. Like it's. I think back. Do you guys ever like think back to where you started? Like when it comes to yeah, bow hunting, like, all the time. The first, like I still remember the first the first deer I killed with my bow. Like I yeah. crawl, I crawled up a big ass locust tree that had nine inch nails, <laughs> you know, hammered into Blaring. it. Yep, I had like had nine inch nails smashed into it, and there was like a fucking help me. There was like a two by six up top in this yeah. V, and I just sat in there with no harness and like. Dude, my I think I think back to that. There was and I'm no like, harnesses back then. No, I think back to that, and I'm like, I I survived all of that, and then two <laughs> years ago, I end up in a fucking hospital. Like, oh yeah, same the, thing. No shit. Well, that, that's what's crazy. Though. Like, I don't remember my first kill with a gun. Yep. My first kill with a bow. I remember it to a I, fucking T. I remember. Yeah, I remember my first kill with a gun. I'm pretty. Yeah. I I don't. And was, I, I, I remember. Bow. I remember with detail every deer I've ever shot. Yeah, I, I, I honestly, can see. like I remember the first deer I ever shot with a bow. I remember my first deer ever. That my first deer I shot with my bow was my first deer ever. Remember the first buck I shot. I remember the first buck I shot with. The, I mean, there's the first buck I ever shot when I was young, and then right here on the left is the first buck I ever shot with my bow. And I remember both those like with fine detail. But yep. see, that's the difference. Like we grew up pushing deer, like. A little different. Bra- if it's brown, yeah. it's down. You're moving like, around. That was, You're moving around. Yeah. That was a mentality I grew up with. If it's brown, yeah. it's down. Like, we were shooting to do... But that's not uncommon. Right. And know. that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I don't remember my first year I ever shot. Like, yeah. I feel bad about that. I wish I do remember that. But at the same time, it's like, I remember every minute of my first bow kill. Yeah. That, I remember the that. The difference between, I think... So, my, I have uncles, and I do have family that hunt, but I didn't hunt with them. I didn't learn how to hunt. And a lot of it was... Um, 
my dad always hunted small game growing up, but we learned how to deer hunt together. But I mean, my dad would be pretty cool too. You know, he's a lot older than obviously, and like basically, you know, had he's smarter. Like sure. figured it out, could do things on his own, obviously, and then yeah, I follow. You're, you're trying to get after it, yeah. And I so I follow. He started bow hunting two years before me. I, I can't remember exactly. I remember I asked for a bow for Christmas, got a compound bow. Didn't think I was gonna get one. Um, got one, started shooting. I was like, man, this is cool. Mm-hmm. And then you know it rolled in from there. So it was neat. Like we started to get learning together, um, but it was like. Almost bow hunting right out the gate. Yeah. See, so yeah. it wasn't like I didn't, you know what I mean? Pushing, sure. I did do some drives and stuff. Never killed anything on a drive. I actually never was the shooter on a deer drive. Um, but, yeah, like, I, I know what that's about. That's kind of like an Americana way of deer hunting. It is. I mean, it was a deer camp. Like, I grew up with a deer camp. Like, we had a, my well, dad's I, I did, too, eventually. Like, right. two, my, three years into that, then we had a deer camp. Yeah, yeah. My, my dad's buddy, had a, they had a cabin. They had a property where we went down every year for second season shotgun. Two weekends, and we'd spend all weekend there. And we pushed here all, all, all day long. And then yeah. at the end of the day, they'd have a bonfire. Everyone would sit around, drink beer, and yeah. tell stories. And that's how it was. That's cool, man. That's cool. You know, thinking about that a little bit. Makes and I haven't seen a lot of the guys I grew up hunting with for a sure. long, long time. It makes me want to call those guys and be like, "Hey, can we set a date? Like, come down to the podcast <laughs> studio and like let's talk." You yeah. know, yeah. Because there's a lot of dudes like Jim Burns. I think I don't know if you guys have ever met Jim Burns. We've never met him. We've, We've talked about doing a podcast. Dude, he's, he's, he's got a great story, dude. That guy has hunted everything. He's such a good dude. Just a jolly like he reminds me of Sam Gaylord a lot. Mm-hmm. Um. Good dude, like we. I need to like get a hold of some of those dudes. They're all just like killers and good, good people. I, I should get. I should get a hold of them and, and see if those guys want to come to the studio. But uh, fun time. We're talking about how Billy came back from his pee break. We're talking about how we learned to hunt and like who we hunted with. And when is Billy C going to turn into Billy Johnson and quit hunting? He doesn't know Billy Johnson. He should. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> so if people no. want to watch Wildest Dreams TV, YouTube, they can follow you Instagram, Facebook. YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Um, give, give them one. Give um, them one or two episodes that you think like, hey, start on this, and then check out the library. Um, I I guess they're both going to be my hunts. I guess. Yeah, that's fair. Um, twenty sixteen, I shot a a deer called Lucifer. It was the first buck we ever killed for wildest dreams tv um and i guess the other one would be second chances second chances um took off for me i missed a 170 plus inch deer uh on a perfectly easy shot i mean it was 50 yards yeah 50 yards and i'm not gonna spoil it but yeah i i flat out missed and then found some redemption (laughs) but uh, I would say if you're going to start, watch watch those two. Um, see where we started. You know, see kind of where we transitioned to. That was 2016 to 2018. Yeah. Or something like that. And uh, just kind of watch it and, cool. and see where it goes from there. There's a lot of, I mean, we've got over 50 videos on there if you want to watch coyotes and turkeys die and that kind of shit. It's awesome, man. Something for everybody. Something. Yeah. I, I mean, if there's something you like to watch die, there's chances are you're going to find it on the channel. That's awesome, man. Great. Well, hey, man, we appreciate you coming to the studio. Making the drive. I hope you'll come back. 
Anytime. Uh, maybe we'll get Johnny Utah he said, in. He says no. He's like, nah, I'm good, <laughs> nah, though. I'm good. This I'm did good. it for me. I'm, I think nice. I, I think I learned what I need to learn. <laughs> yeah. um, no, but we, do, we do appreciate you rocking our gear, Absolutely. supporting us in every way that you supported us along the way, and I'm glad to have made the friendship with you, and I appreciate you so much. Looking forward to the future, man, because I think this – Episode and is going to spin into a lot more episodes. I was just going to say, I'm like my my mind's already like okay. There's a lot of shit that I really wanted to cover here that we didn't. But this is a time. banger, yeah. man. Well, this is that's, that's why we do it. We we'll roll back into a lot more. A prequel, cool. yeah. yeah. So. Billy, let me just say, the first the very first day I met you was a was a wild day. Um, we were supposed to meet Miranda Epperly, but um, yeah, whatever. I'm glad I met you first. I love Miranda. She's good shit. I'm just talking shit. Um. I met you. You're uh, such a simp, dude. I'm a simp, bro. Yo, I'm get on with your fucking got... story, bro. Dude, you're a simp for the vibe. You just kill it. Oh, oh dude. <laughs> so true, though, man. Jesus. So true. Johnny. Dropping the hate, bro. Wrap it up. Dropping the hate up. hammer. All right, so, Billy, first day I met you, um, obviously, I think you're we be met. Up. You were going through I was some. about uh, to. You were going through some shit. Um we had a we had shit. we had a great time. I knew you were a good dude. If I'm not pissing somebody off, I'm not doing Fuck, it right. Fuck, dude. I, the, Sorry, the, the very first day I met you, you were like you opened up to me. You were the realest motherfucker I've ever met, and I would hope that anybody that would follow you, reach out to you, have any questions with you, would get the same vibe that I got from you. Like you're a real fucking dude. I love you to death, brother. Uh, we're Snapchat buddies. We love Whiskey Myers together, and I'm hoping everything that you got playing in the future plays out well and i'm excited to see the journey brother Me love too. you to death thank you i appreciate that anybody else billy, billy. you're the fucking man that's about it i, I yeah. enjoy seeing uh, i enjoy <laughs> seeing, dude, the, I seeing the the burnouts you can keep them you can keep the burnouts coming in oh yeah the burnouts that's what we do the, on friday hell? bill you got any parting parts. ways for the listeners um no i just i mean I don't really have a whole lot else. I mean, I am who I am. You can take me for face value. It's kind of a, a thing I pride myself on. There's yeah. Ever since I started listening to you guys' podcast, it was like, you know, I finally found somebody where I can land on and listen to. And yeah. I don't have to feel like I'm listening to somebody fake. And yeah, I mean, like I said earlier, you guys you guys paved the way for, for that edginess to, to being who you are. The, I mean, Appreciate when I look that, at a show or listen to anything Absolutely. like that, you guys are kind of where it's at. Um, and Appreciate that's why that, it's. Man. I pride myself being able to be here. That's what I told my, you know, soon to be ex-wife, unfortunately. But uh, I said that on the way over here. It's taken me two years. Like I've wanted to be on this podcast for almost two years, and finally got the invite. So in in, in a way, you guys kind of made a dream come true for me to be able to talk with a like-minded people within this industry that can help it grow. For and, sure, man. And, and that's that's what's huge for the for me about being on this podcast and that's why i wanted to to be on so bad it just well we're super thankful man that you made it out yeah. you made the drive. we're super grateful for the kind words we really are hey here's your in-studio podcast hey. sticker. oh he got it <laughs> he got and, it uh, yeah buddy we thank you so much for the support and if there's something you ever want to talk about or a show you want to cover anything you need from us you want to do an episode hit me up make the drive open we'll invite bro yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll same. Same. If you guys ever want to come over in the wintertime and uh, put some rifles to use on some coyotes, hey, I uh, I can entertain my brother-in-law. He doesn't. He's getting into hunting, and he's a great dude. He's a ton of fun, but he only does coyote hunting right now. 
He's oh just a coyote hunter. So I'm trying to like get him out with some some coyote killers and get him some experience. I know a thing or two. So maybe we should <laughs> maybe we could film an episode about that. We know that. a guy. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know a guy that knows how to kill coyotes. So there you go. Well, tell people where to find you quick, and then we'll close her out. Um, if you want to follow follow Wildest Streams TV, it's pretty that simple. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Wildest Streams TV. If you kind of want to follow along with uh, the Snapchat world, same thing, Wildest Streams TV. You're going to see my personal life. And everything else is just Billy C. Um, Billy C underscore Wildest Dreams TV on Instagram. Uh, I don't sugarcoat shit. So love it. If you're sensitive, don't follow me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you have a problem with our Bingo. listeners, man. Our listeners are the shit. Wage brains, baby. That's right. All right, Billy. That's thank right. you so much. Hey, can I can I pull like a stand up show? Nope. No. Oh, no, no, you can't. No one gives a fuck. You can. Okay. Uh, <laughs> July 31st <laughs> in the Dubuque area, I will be doing stand-up. Uh, I, I got asked to do a gig. Message me if you want more details. When we get closer to it, I will Just have more details. tell them where details. it is. I, I don't know where it is. I okay, agreed cool. to a show. Thanks <laughs> for the plug, that's, Steve. That's why I was asking if I could plug it. All right. It's a terrible plug. <laughs> All right, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed this. It, it's kind of funny when we get another industry person on. We talk about, like, industry stuff and break it down. Hope you guys enjoy that. Uh, let us know what you think of that. Um, we're we're going to get into the point where we're talking more hunting tactics coming into the fall, the further summer goes on. Hope you enjoy it. Anyway, you know what to do. Go shoot your bow. We love you. <laughs>